It's 2022, baby. This is going to be the best year ever. And we're starting it off with episode 202 of Hotline League. A well, well-timed 202 for 2022 uh, episode. We're back. Mark Zimmerman doesn't know how to adjust his microphone correctly. He thinks he's so fucking clever now that he's a better. full-time streamer. Uh, it's acoustically better if it's my, above your, your, above your, your forehead level. Yeah, uh, yeah, just just so everybody who's listening, especially if you're listening to the audio right now, you don't need to turn up the your thing. Your B's just... and P's don't pop huh. up your... What is up, Travis Gapherd? I'll get to you in a second, Raz. First, my constant co-host, Mark Zimmerman. How's it going, Mark? It's going real good. I, I had a good time today. I put out uh, a video on my YouTube channel. I've been putting up reviews on there, and I put up uh, a video essay, actually, about exposition in The Matrix, the first one, the good one. Um... And then I streamed some Genshin. I'm at 30, 35 stars out of the potential 36th. Remember when straight Sylvester on you used to put <laughs> up the fucking blame game on that channel, and now it's just a goddamn movie review channel? I'm He's old subs. now, Travis. I'm leaking subs. I was at like 30, I was like 40K before I started doing this dumb shit. I'm down to like 39.2. Yeah. He's Everyone's fleeing. Everybody Mark is up. an old man. He used to be with the Reddit kids, and now he's reviewing movies and books. It's Not insane. Books. That's boring. I mean, you do that yeah, with who, Travis, don't you? Who would have a book channel? Yeah. Like a year and a half ago, and Travis gave up on it. No, it was a year ago. Our last one we did, and I've done one more recently than that. You just didn't do it with me because you don't read books anymore. Oh. Is he getting younger? Is he Benjamin Button? I'm reading right now. I'm reading N.K. Jemisin, the fifth season, after I just finished Three Body Problem. Cap. I read Warbreaker. Uh, Again. How's, how's it going, Raz? Welcome back to the show. Thank you. I mean, I'm doing well. Uh, you know, everything's all good. New year. I will say you were too excited, Travis, of this new year because there's one person who didn't join us into 2022 i'm talking about betty white anyways <laughs> starting the show Where's on a my... somber note raz we're trying to keep things positive i'm literally trying to just cut any momentum you have going into this new show if you're trying to put in any any <clears throat> positives i will give you a negative that's my goal well thank you Rest that's in peace, betty why white. you're here i'm so excited to have you on the show so that you can i didn't actually game fuel out. i will say this last bit to just continue to destroy the mood I did not know how much of a fan my mom was of Betty White until like till the news came out because then she was just telling me about every episode she loved. So rest in peace, buddy. Well, John Madden, there's a it was it was a it was a brutal end to December. We're starting True. 2022 by thinking about those that we lost in 2021. Uh, well, let's let's move on to a more hype note, which is just how did everybody spend the break? Um, Mark. Why don't you start us off? What did you do during the break? Well, I, I told you a fair amount about it already <clears throat> um, in terms of the productive things I'm doing. Watch a bunch of movies and TV like always. Watch that Harry Potter 20th anniversary thing. It was okay. I heard it was not good. I mean, it's fine. Wait, which movie? It was a, a, a 20th year, 20th anniversary of the original Harry Potter being released as a oh, movie. Okay. Yeah. They got like people together to just kind of like stroke themselves off to how amazing it was. And like, I don't know, it was, it was a nice nostalgia trip and there were some cool moments, but a lot of it was just like, you know, them being like, wow, 
That was a huge part of my life. All right. Anyways, I thought it. Uh, my the only thing I saw were clips of uh, Emma Watson friend zoning Ron. No way! You can't have yep. that. The That's funniest crazy. thing was was her and, and Draco Malfoy's actor pretending that they weren't a thing still. <laughs> oh really? Yeah. Were they getting questions? Like, was it just like Q and A in a sense? No, I think it was just like, you know, they were sat down. There's probably some producer over the camera being like, weren't they a room? You know, like probably like throwing oh. some softball questions at them. Yeah. God, I hate those. <clears throat> well, that's cool. You also streamed a ton. Mm -hmm. you say your yeah, I, I said that. I, I stream and I make videos, but I also just watch a shitload of TV and movies. Nice, Queer Eye nice. season came out. New Queer Eye season's Fuego. The first two, like three episodes all are, are really cool. I can never track what media you like, Mark. It's just, it's it's literally just a random assortment of things. I would never have guessed, like, this, Genshin. I mean, Matrix is everybody's love and joy. Um, so that's one I, thing. I, so the, the secret is, I like pretty much all media. I like really, really intense, thought-provoking, nihilistic things. Those are usually, like, my favorite. Yeah. Uh, but then I'll also be like, I mean, I guess you could argue in some sense that's what The Bachelor is, isn't it? Isn't it? It's it's a pretty grim, fatalistic uh, uh, view of romance in the 21st century. That's, I guess, why I enjoy it. Okay. I mean, for me, um, I didn't do too much. I took a necessary break. I watched Spider-Man. That shit was really good. Oh, I need um, to get there. No spoilers. Yeah. I will not say anything about it. And I think... It's smart for a lot of people not to go to the movie theaters and watch it. I thought I was, you know, safe, uh, secure, mask on and everything. No, my ass got COVID from it. So. Oh, did it? You got COVID? <laughs> no, no. Yeah, I got COVID. So I was literally just like, if people didn't know why I was off so socials for a little bit, it was because my ass was in bed. So how bad uh, was it for you? Well, what was your experience? Yeah, was it bad or? Uh, it wasn't bad. I, I mean, I was bedridden for a day. And then after that, I was able to do more things. And that's mostly because I was vaccinated, so plus on that. But I put off getting my uh, booster shot until, like, beginning of this year. So Oh, no, sucks. you didn't have the booster. Probably I didn't have the booster for it. Kept you okay. Um, yeah. What, uh, did you lose your taste at all? No, no, I didn't get long COVID or anything. This one was, okay. I mean, Omicron is much weaker, thankfully. Yeah. Uh, but <laughs> reading up all of the, God, reading up all the cases of long COVID where people were like, not that they couldn't, they lost taste, but they tasted sewage when they were eating food. When I was like, when I was hearing that, I was like, oh no, yeah, guys, it's over for me. If I can't enjoy food, everybody, go get done. vaccinated, go get boosted, uh, get boosted, get vaccinated, bro. The goddamn COVID's great, turning into a gotcha system. It's like, oh, I got the four star version. I didn't get the <laughs> loss of taste. <laughs> I, uh, so I does got, that affect your rating of Spider-Man? No, it doesn't. I got no, um, a cold like right before Christmas, and I was like, oh, my God, I got it. I got COVID. And I was sad because uh, some people might remember my mom is, um, is immunocompromised, and so I was going to be bummed if I couldn't at least go see her on Christmas. And then I did five COVID tests, including a PCR test, and they all came out negative. And so I was like, okay, I Not guess it's dope. just a cold. And... Uh, I th Mark's Mark's partner also got a cold, and so I was like, "Wow, uh, yeah, Ovly too, yeah, everybody, everybody's got yeah. slammed with this cold as well." We, so it's definitely one of the weirdest seasons because there was an increase in cold and flus. So yeah. like, 
people definitely thought they got COVID because of it. Yeah. But I mean, this reminds me of like, remember when people, so many people were like, I think I got COVID before it came to America back in, in December of 2019. My dad, my dad was like that for a little bit. It took a while for me to convince him to get vaccinated because he was like, I think I've already had it. I think I had, I was really sick like the month before. You got a typical winter cold. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Just so. (laughs) Yeah. Anyway, um, anything else? Raz, you play any games? You do uh, anything? Learning, learning TFT actually. My oh, answer, nice! I, oh. I did not touch that game very much. I enjoy watching TFT streamers because a lot of it means that they can just kind of be personalities and talk more to the community. So it's like, oh, I just love this person, even if I'm like don't understand the game. But now I've like gotten to a good degree, so I climbed from unranked in iron to now I'm in gold four, I think. So yeah. I'm just gonna keep playing it. It's really fun. It's it is really good. I think the set is really good too. So I need I actually haven't played it for a couple of weeks. I thought I was gonna play some during the break, and then I actually just like I barely was in this office um, yeah. for all of the break. I I ended up just chilling on the couch, going super cozy mode. I, I've recently been introduced to the world of fake fireplace on the TV. Plus, uh, candy, oh, plus dude, that's Ashley's jam. The, well, she yeah. does cemetery, cemetery vibes. Oh, there's a Witcher. Uh, there's a Witcher oh. one that's only an hour long, and I put it on loop all the time now on Netflix, and um, and it is a vibe. I read. Oh, go ahead, Rez. Oh no, you keep you keep going. You keep going. I was just gonna say I read uh, Warbreaker, which is a Brandon Sanderson uh, novel. Mark Mark last year, I think it was. Well, two years, I guess now. Got me the the leather bound copy of it, and so I read through that, and that was just really cool. Um, I don't know, it was it was a super good vibe. And then I was just oh yeah, go on. And then for the past week, I've just been uh, chilling and uh, hanging out and having a really 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 good time. So it's been nice. Nice, been nice. I was just, I just realized because <laughs> when I was out of commission with COVID, I just sat and watched all the things forms of media that I was like, I need to watch this at some point. So Demon Slayer, I still need to finish the last three episodes, but I powered through a lot of that. Wally is insane. The Wait, Disney you watched movie. Wally for the first I time? I watched Wally because I was always like, I should watch this movie. A lot of positive sentiment came from it, but then I just never did. And it's so fucking good. Yeah. The first um, like hour with no no dialogue is just amazing. It's really good. I know that it can be tiring for a lot of people, but I've never watched a movie that had so little dialogue, but had such lovable characters. Like, just insanely lovable. I still, uh, Dylan in the chat saying he still hasn't seen it, see it. It was one of those, it's one of those situations where you put it off for so long and you're like, you know what, fuck it, I'll watch it. And you do, and you're like, why haven't I watched this before? While everyone's already moved past it for a decade, I think, I'm just now like, man, I love that moment where Eve, the white robot, just says, Wally! Cause that's Wally. Wally. Cause there's no other dialogue. <laughs> Earth. <laughs> so it's really fucking great. Yeah. So being sick, at least I was able to watch something. So I enjoyed that. Oh, well, Shingles that- Inferno. There's so many shows out there. Oh, are you watching that? Yeah. Oh, dude. The end of the last episode, I called it. I told Ashley, we're watching it together. I was like, he's enough of an idiot that he's going to pick yes! that same girl. I was so pissed. I am <laughs> fucking mad. Are this you guys giving spoilers right now? Is that what's happening? We're not going to say names. We're not going to say we names. We didn't say names. We didn't say anything. Jesus. I am so I, Why is it mad. so hard to do a fucking show without you guys blasting spoilers? You're not going to watch this yeah, show. Yeah, but you realize there's other people besides the three of us. 
in this moment. I don't care. There are literally hundreds of people. It's, Dude, not, there's, it's not a spoiler, but it's you hurt our fucking viewership. Whatever people just think that they're going to come an in here. There's an AMB conversation and about seven thousand people eavesdropping. Like, look at Twitch chat. These people are not happy. Have, look, we've said no spoilers. But we it's didn't like say a, any spoilers. I yes, just said it was nothing. All I said was the last episode had an incredible cliffhanger. Yes, and I said I was pissed. So now you have to know what my taste is to be like, why is Raz mad? You know what's fucked up, Raz? When you talked about Wally and, and Eve saying Wally, I thought that was a little. Anyway, okay, let's too. let's get Kinda into this. Up. Okay, so uh, there's some League of Legends <laughs> stuff that happens sometimes. Competitive League of Legends, get it together, Raz. Okay, um, <laughs> we we got competitive League of Legends to talk about this year. <laughs> I, I, I will be honest. I will be completely honest, guys. I know a lot of people... Like, I'm excited for season start. I will say there was a time where the season used to start the last week of January, and that felt really good because you had a couple weeks to, like, build up and do all this stuff. Fucking yeah. lock-in starts next week. That's crazy. crazy. It's so wild. Lock-in starting next week. LPL apparently starts on the 10th, so in seven days. Like, it's actually... LCK starts really soon, too, like... It just always sneaks up on you because the players themselves don't start talking about it until they're like coming back from vacation or you know from whatever they were doing. So now you're just seeing a lot of the airport tweets. There's the depressing impact tweet where he's like, "Oh, I'm back in North America where the queue times are insanely long." Oh god! And he, the next tweet was like, "How long would it take to go back to Korea?" <laughs> <It's> like, <laughs> so people are coming back. Some may not be very happy about it. Yeah. Um, well, uh, I guess we should, so, so the, the point of this show, this episode, we always do the last, um, the last episode of every year we do. And we kind of did this with the last one. It's like, let's take a look back at the past year. And like, what do you think are some of the big takeaways or the big stories or blah, blah, blah. The first episode of the new year is always, what are your expectations for 2022? Or what do you want to see from this year's season or whatever? Um, you know, one of the things that I think the only thing that's popped up so far is Riot came out and basically said they, they're calling it the 10 year anniversary, uh, which is kind of weird. Maybe they should have called it 10 years of LCS or whatever, because people are like, well, it's kind of weird to call it the anniversary whenever like it's been nine years and now we're doing the 10th year normally. You're, you don't celebrate two years of being together after your first year of being together, for instance. Uh, but regardless, that's one of the things that they said where they're going to have a bunch of sort of highlighting the history of the past uh, decade of law of LCS or the 10 years of LCS or whatever. And then they go into North America. So that's a big thing. So maybe folks want to talk about that or what that means or if there are hopes that they have for this year. Uh, we had a lot of takes in the last uh, show that we couldn't take. Because they were like, oh, I think this is the year CLG is going to turn it all around. Or this is the year where fucking TSM, like their roster is going to be incredible. They're going to win or whatever. Sure, we could do that. I think I'm hoping a little bit more for like beyond just what your expectations are for a specific team. But maybe like what you think, like maybe you think this is a do or die year for the LCS. Or maybe you think like. This is the, you know, you didn't pay attention much last year, but now Bjergsen's back, whatever. So that's what we're going to be focusing on is this coming year. Travis, you chose the wrong year to do that. 
every team has its set like volatile conversations. TSM, C9, everyone's gonna come out and say that that their team is the best team, and no one, not a, no one's gonna believe them. That's true. Actually, everybody has a reason not to be the best team. Other than, I feel like TL can make a pretty good argument. Yeah, TL is like the only one that I think. Maybe hundred TL, hundred thieves. Yeah. Um, there are a lot of te teams right now that have, I believe, like something about them that has staunch believers. Yes. Uh, so this is the year where I feel like that's all of your calls. Yeah. Yeah. Well, let's make it beyond just your predictions for why your team is going to do good. Maybe we can take one or two of those if you make a convincing argument or it gets a ton of reactions or whatever Mark feels like it. But um, spoilers, Bjergsen's back. Yeah, let's go. Let's go big. Uh, wait, Bjergsen left TSM. Yeah, I do wonder how many people just don't pay attention to the offseason are going to tune in the first week and be like, whatever. Oh, the other thing I should mention is um, I just want to help manage everyone's expectations. I'm excited for lock-in, but I don't know, Raz or Mark, if you've heard anything, or maybe you don't want to say anything if you have, but I have heard... <laughs> There's going to be visa issues galore for lock-ins. So I would expect zany rosters and uh, some very I – mean, in some sense, it's perfect that lock-in is this way because it doesn't really count into spring. And, like, it would feel really bad if, like, the first couple of weeks of spring you were like, wow, these star players can't be playing or this team is playing mostly its academy roster or something. But I've heard there's a ton of, a ton of issues, and we're going to see a lot of teams having – some weird lineups uh, for lock-in. So Rude, that'll be very quite interesting. A few new imports. That is true. Yeah. That There's a lot of imports. Sense. I think it's a weird year to try to be getting people visas. Um, lock-in starts so quickly too. Like, I don't know. It's going to be yeah. interesting for sure. Um, that makes so, a lot of I don't sense. Know. But like, if you think, think about it this way, I feel like, you know, we've heard before that core, there's been a lot of rumors around core getting a visa or green card. Not visa, yeah. I guess green card. TSM, I think pretty late in the game picked the players that they wanted and there's going to be True. a work around that. C9, I think, is going to be potentially in a similar issue. I don't know. Maybe all these guys are going to run completely fine rosters, but like, if you think about it, I think people should be managing their expectations because there are, even on the top teams, a lot of players that I, I'm curious to see if people are going to be able to get their visas in time. So I kind of like this. I mean, we'll see what those changes are. Uh, my initial take was that I always wanted Academy to somehow be involved. Uh, like the best <laughs> academy teams or something like that going up against LCS squads. So at least that we can see talent from academy face off on a public setting uh, against an LCS player or team. I mean, we'll see what that looks like. Um, because you'll have instances where people are going to be a lot more shocked about like an academy player who, who's performing well. And that's usually how good vibes and, and promotion starts for someone's career. So hoping for that. Uh, people in chat are saying that LS on his stream, uh, Geneve here says LS summit berserker wins some malice. Their Korean challenger coaches and Korean staff can't come to NA before lock-in. That's a lot of people. That's a lot of people. <laughs> what is this roster? <laughs> no, it's a lot. I mean, I mean, malice was never going to be their jungler on that one, but who is this? They put Sven. Play. Is Sven technically on the, on the roster? I don't know. So, so like Sven in the video that they put output, it was. Zven, who's going to be scrimming with the academy team consistently, but King is going to be the one playing in the academy stage. It's the most fucked up situation, but like at least in this setting, Zven can actually play on stage. Well, uh, I, I think I don't know if they can't because my understanding is you're only allowed to have 
was it two import players on your main roster and two on your academy roster? You're only allowed to have like four in total, or is it five? I'm trying to remember it's, how many they have. It's three from a major region. Okay. Well, they, they can't exactly get all their Korean players over to for the lock-ins, so they can probably do stuff like three total. Darshan, uh, Blabber, um, yeah. Zven yeah. is probably going to be that. So, like, I think they can do it with Zven. Worst case, like, they can have King in as well. So, I think them have, not having Berserk is not that bad. But them not having um, their actual bot lane <laughs> in Winsome and Berserk <laughs> playing is going to be pretty bad. I think, fortunately, at least for, like, but I mean, maybe this is getting a little too far into the actual takes. But, like, at least Fudge will have time to practice with Blabber against LCS mids in a competitive Dude, what if, this, so, this like, locket is going to be, like... Fudge is locking all <laughs> over again, right? He's going to show yeah. up and people are going to be like, oh man, we're not sure about Fudge. Like, He's going to get dumpstered by someday in mid lane. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Like, things, <laughs> things are going to be weird for him all over again. And then he gets, he's just realized that redemption stories are the way to go. And so just fuck around and lock in and then crush everybody later on. That's funny. Um, so I'm, interested. I'm interested in what it'll look like. Geneve says they're going to be playing. Darshan, Blabber, Fudge, Zven, and Isles. Max yeah, is their coach. Bad. Yeah, I like that, that roster. That I is a, it. It is it is a cool roster. It is also nowhere near close to what their actual roster is going to be. So exactly. At the very least, and and by the way, we should not expect C9 to be the only one to be having a lot of these issues. So again, yeah. I think lock-in will be fun. I'm excited for it, but I also am like glad that it's it exists in a sense because. Everybody's gonna be just a shit show. Um, uh, yeah, yeah. I mean, just as a reminder for people, like this is when uh, actual leagues would be starting up. So if there was no lock-in, they would just be starting the regular season, and you would just have the 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 what's it called? Yeah. Um, Teams would record be starting that you would have def yeah deficits and stuff. So uh, I think it's still a positive. Um, I think what sucks for C nine is they definitely need practice time because they're the team starting with the least. I, I would say the most amount to work with. Uh, different language roster, Fudge starting up in mid lane, uh, rookie support, like all of these things that they need experience with working as a team. Um, they're never having that opportunity to actually play as a five. So uh, that hopefully they can at least, I don't know. We'll see. It'll be I a guess, slow start for the season. I mean, there's a Reddit thread right now on the C9 subreddit where apparently LS also said their visa and legal issues might last a month to fix. So hopefully it's ready in time for spring, but. It's one of those things, it's not totally new, but like, you know, teams have like Echo Fox back in the day, like they just didn't have their players for like a month or something. It's not totally out of the, the world, but mm -hmm. it does suck to not have teams ready to go so consistently in North America. Like it's yeah. not even, it's not even out of the ordinary that this happens in North America, which just sucks. Supposedly Golden Guardians also not going to be running their main roster. Yeah, I was concerned because I heard that Pride Stalker wasn't in North America yet, uh, which is like a big positive to Team Liquid, by the way, even though they're probably not going to be starting with uh, Core JJ because of the green card issue. I mean, they got uh, Whippo and Hansam in really early. Yeah. Um, so they actually have been playing together. They've also been playing in in-houses and, and stuff like that. So they've actually are, uh, funny enough, the team that will probably have the best start because they were really prepared with their teams. And also Bjergsen, I mean, he was able to go get his Korean trip in so uh, and get back in on time. So positives to Team Liquid under the circumstances. Uh, everyone else is going to be a little rough. Yeah. Well, 
Team Liquid not having core, I think, is a pretty big deal. So mm-hmm. if, if the best you can say is, well, Team Liquid's at a good place because they're only missing, like, their fucking MVP support that... Uh, I like, mean, it, they have how many uh, imports? <laughs> like, that could have been much worse. That's true, <laughs> like, that's true, that's true. Yeah, maybe maybe 100T will be okay, actually, because they, yeah. they shouldn't necessarily have any specific issues because they kept everybody, but yeah. And they got their trip into to Korea as a squad, so, like... They're really well prepared, probably too. Yeah. Uh, okay. I see Mark has already been pulling some folks for the waiting room, but just in case uh, you guys don't know, you can always join the Discord. It's exclamation mark Discord in the Twitch chat. Uh, you can pick your topics in the Pleb Topics or Sub Topics channel. Thank you for being a sub. If you are, we lost a ton of subs during the break, and so I have to. The long road to rebuilding has begun, um, and. Mark will look for those takes. He's already pulled a couple, but we're still looking for some more. Um, yeah, I'll be pulling throughout the show. Yeah, <clears throat> and uh, we are tend we tend to look less for like questions, like oh, I want to know what Raz thinks about the new Immortals roster, and more for takes that we can discuss. Um, and once you're in the waiting room, just chill. Mark will go in do an audio check with you, and that's how this works. Okay. Uh, while Mark is getting ready to pull the first person, uh, want to shout out some folks. So speaking of subs, Shu the Mighty, uh, I'm Yogi, uh, Elian, Elian, and Sherman. Thank you, Sherman, for the 29 months. Uh, Warden Winter, Mama's Cupcakes, and Smokes. Thank you, everyone, for the subs. Hello. Hello. Mark is here with Dr. Noli. Dr. Noli, where are you calling from? Logansport, Indiana. Indiana. What do you want to talk about on the show? Uh, so my take is Team Liquid will not win either spring or summer and miss out on Worlds, which will hopefully deter teams from overspending on popular names. Oh. Why won't they win? Interesting. Uh, this is, yeah, this is not where I... Uh, this is a very bold take. I feel like. Go. Why? Why are you having so little faith in um, such a strong roster? I mean, that's fair. Uh, I just Hansama. I have a lot of faith in, uh, but Bjergsen and Whippo, uh, role swapping from coach to mid laner again, you know, and then role swapping from jungle to top lane for Whippo. Uh, are going to need a little bit more time to uh, get their grip again. And then I just don't think the synergy would work out very well. Okay. I will say okay. I don't feel like this is a very strong uh, argument backing, your, backing you up. You're kind of like, ah, I just don't know if I feel like it's going to work out. But what, what you mentioned a little bit about discouraging people from overspending. Is there what – do you feel like they, I mean, clearly you think they've overspent, but like, I don't know if you have any element of that that you want to bring up. Um, no, I mean, really, I just thought it was interesting. Uh, they are obviously the only one that spent quite a bit on very popular players. And if they don't succeed, uh, you know, I guess we've seen what happened with Perks, Alfari, and Sword Art last year. Uh, 
Okay. Um, here's maybe. here's my here's my the reason I have a bit of an issue with you. Uh, with, not with your take, not with you. You're, you seem like with a fine person as a human. Um, <laughs> uh, my here's here's what's a little confusing to me. I think that okay, maybe it would make sense in a different year for you to say like, ah, you know, I think there's more questions with this roster than people consider. Uh, there's a lot of questions about if Bjergsen can really step up to the plate, you know, with Whippo coming back from the role swap, blah, 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 blah. The, the issue that I, I have with this take is like this year, I think is a pretty safe year to be betting on a super team. Like, I'm not saying that they, they there's no chance they have issues, but like there's a ton of variance in all these other rosters, right? Like, we don't know if this TSM roster with these players that folks mostly haven't heard about before, if they can be compelling. We don't know. Like, 100, 100T, I think, is probably the only safe bet. I know there's a ton of, like, C9 analysis fans that are writing against me right now, but, like, C9 made a ton of changes. They had a roster swap. They apparently are starting off things with, like, a, uh, some visa issues. Like, there's a reason... For every team, in my opinion, outside of 100T to just think that like they could do great or they could do really poor. And so it's hard for me because I don't look at other teams and say like, well, you know, like there's these three or four other teams that are definitely going to be contesting TL for this position. It's like you just have to really think that TL is going to shit the bed, especially to think that there's no chance they make it to top three and make it to Worlds, right? I also feel like... Um... On that point about volatility, last year a bunch of teams balled out, so it was like an easier thing. To be like, oh, this is the one that's really going to struggle, or this is the one that's that's not going to make it here. It's like you have hundred thieves carrying over their roster as an option, and then TL went big, and then everyone else is kind of developmental, or to Travis's point, trying things out. So like, even if they sh like look at what happened last year, it's like TL was still at the top after balling out. You know, hundred thieves was at the top; they balled out basically. Uh, and C9 balled out, and those are the three teams who went to Worlds. And then the one team that balled out that missed was TSM, arguably. Like, balling out generally does pretty well. You might not win every split, you know, like TL uh, didn't end up taking taking a split home, um, despite, you know, going to Worlds and, and doing okay the year. They, I mean, they only won lock-in. Um, but I think that's, that's my concern, is that, like, yeah, well, you know, they might not win, but... <sighs> If the if the point was that they overspent on on pro or uh, you know veterans, it's it's kind of hard for me to, to get behind that one. Like it's, it generally works well. We just don't like when like six teams do it. Um, so one thing that I think w is correct about this argument is that I think they'll start slow, right? Oh my God, you are. I may have ADD or something, but I'm <laughs> your Skype Mark's, video Mark's going, going in and out killing me. Nah, you're tripping balls. It's fine. Oh God. Okay. <laughs> Keep no, going. But, I think the main takeaway is, yeah, they're going to start slow because they have both roll swaps in jungle to top and coach to mid. And Bjergsen, I think, um, still has a, a little bit of a ways to go. And also, um, you know, they may not have... I think the only position in which they would have the best in their role would probably be bot lane, Han Sama and Core JJ. Because uh, I would say Summit, Inspired, Abadaga would be like the best mid, top, and jungle. Where for bot lane, it's... Hansama and Core JJ also just needs to find their synergy, and they're going to go up against FBI, who he who's had that, right? So I think, like, are they going to start slow? Yes. Um, will they win lock-in? I immediately, right now, I don't think they will. I think it would probably be... 100T, right? 100Thieves or um, maybe Evil Geniuses. I just We just need to see what the roster 
changes would look like with visa problems actually happening. Um, but I think they have insane work ethic in Whippo. Like, I remember when I doubted Whippo being a strong jungler when he moved in, and he instantly, like, destroyed that by spamming jungle games, being One thing that he has, like, a real good talent for is, of course, like, thinking objectively and grinding games on a position, and so he could just think outside of the box pretty consistently. So now he's just going back to the role that he was already successful on, and I was already sad that he left in top lane. So I think he can already just come back and be a top two top laner in this league. Uh, same goes for Bjergsen. I think that they'll win a championship probably spring. Um, they'll definitely be competitive for summer. I can never really talk about like the whole money game of whether it's going to be worth it or not. That just comes down to the organization. Um, but this is a roster that we haven't even talked about bringing Gyoto as a coach. Um, so any even even when I had the question of okay, you have like five, you know rather experienced players and veterans like oh will they see the game in the same way they have Gyoto not a fucking problem for me um so I I think players their players are hungry um they're a team that's built very specifically to play to mid and bot lane and I think they will succeed in those lanes so I uh, have a lot of faith what let me let me follow up and kind of ask evolve the the take a little bit I'm kind of curious what do you guys think what do you think is a, a failure for Team Liquid? Like, do they have to win one of these splits with this roster? Do they have to, like, maybe they don't win, but they go further at Worlds? Like, at what point in time is it is it a thing where they do feel like they've overspent and didn't achieve what they need to do for the amount of money they're spending? To anybody? Or to me? I, can, I mean, I you, you can we, first. Yeah, you can I, I have my own thoughts. <laughs> um, I think, I mean, easily if they don't make it to Worlds, that's a big flop. Um, I think if they make third, not much of an issue at all, unless if they make third and then bomb out of Worlds, right? They need to have international success with this team, and by international success, going into, like, uh, knockout stages is a plus for me. So, um, that's where I would draw the line. They have a lot of players, like, coming... I mean, they specifically have Bjergsen coming back in a competitive, so I think they can, like, take one year and look bad through mid or something like that. When I say bad, I mean internationally, globally bad, but... Um, yeah. Mark? I think I would say it would be a failure if they either don't win domestically or don't get further at an international competition than usual. Yeah. I would say, like, winning a best-of-five would be the goal, but I think if you, like... You know, if you look really competitive against like a great team that like wins a tournament, like okay, I'm not really going to criticize you. There's a little bit of wiggle room there, but um, if you don't get either of those things, then it is very much like, well, what what are you doing? Yeah, with with this lineup. Yeah, I think they have to make summer finals. That's like domestically, that's the bar that I would put them at. Is like they should they need to make summer finals at the very least, even if they don't. If they if they lose in a hotly contested best of five to like. C9 or 100T, then, like, sure, that's fine. Well, then maybe they go off and they do well internationally. But what were you going to say, Mark? My, mine's more a little more conditional than that. Like, I think the whole... With how important Worlds is to fans and viewers, like, we've seen Cloud9 not perform great domestically, but fans still love them for their international successes. Like, yeah. I think you can you can bomb out and, and summer a little bit, but still make Worlds. And then if you're the best performing NA team at Worlds... Yeah, teams more teams care about that than how you perform in summer playoffs. So I, I think in that sense, the international thing will always trump domestic failure. You're right. I, I would say it's one or the other. You at least either have to win a, a domestic championship or you have to have a, a strong showing internationally. 
like if it's MSI or Worlds, I mean MSI, you would already won a championship. So if it's Worlds, um, like just being competitive in a best of five, being there to begin with, and making people realize, okay, they would have done, they wouldn't have done this without this roster, um, yeah. would make that team a, a you know a success. Mark, do you have something you want to share with the class? Uh-oh. Uh oh, I called my girlfriend a cutie, and then I didn't know if I was muted, and then she was like. <laughs> Are you ashamed to have called me a cutie? <laughs> and so now I'm, I just got outed by both of you at the same time, being like, what are you saying? <laughs> Amazing. It's okay for you to call your girlfriend a cutie, Mark. It's fine. I just didn't you want to cut Raz off. That's what I told her is that like, it's not that I don't want them to know, but Raz is in the middle I, of a I wish there. you had. So the podcast listeners would have been confused yes. as fuck. They're just listening. <laughs> Raz is going on about this stuff. And you just call him a cutie. I think that yeah, would the, be real, the real thing is that Mark does t call me a cutie sometimes in LCS. So he didn't want to yeah, cross. Uh, I'll, let I'll let that one slip on broadcast. You'll make a good point. I'll be like, great point, cutie. And yeah. we'll, just, we'll just breeze on through. Dash yeah. will keep it. Okay. Uh, very good. Well, hey, thank you, Doctor Noli, for the call. Is there anything? Are, is there anything we're off base on here? Uh, no. I mean, it, it was a little bit of a hot take, and my uh, explanation wasn't very good. But uh, I appreciate you having me on. Yeah, of course. Thanks so much for the call. Anything you want to shout out? Uh, shout out Alienware, Game Fuel, Resin Refresh, and Raz. Nice. Hey, do you I listen to Resin it. Refresh? I do. I don't even play Genshin. Wow, that's good. <laughs> that's a big dub. Thank you. That's a hardcore I, fan right there. Yeah, yeah. I was. No, I'm not gonna say this because he said and Raz. I was always going to say this, guys. Give me some hot takes. This was a hot take. I don't give a shit what the reasoning is. We need someone to speaking from the gut. And the first caller already did this. We have okay? a single TSM take in here. Where'd they all go? They died in the in in the holidays. Nobody cares about TSM anymore, take. Mark. Okay. Uh, I did wait. I did do a actually uh, here. I'll excuse Dr. Nelly here, and then I'll I'll tell I'll talk about the survey. But thank you, Dr. Nelly, for the call, and we'll catch you next time. All right. Uh, let me see if I can pull this up. I think I did it on my YouTube channel. I did a survey somewhere that was. Uh, 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 oh, now I can't remember. Maybe I did it on the stream where it was like, do you? Are you excited about the new TSM roster? And the majority of people said no. Uh, I mean, there was a decent amount of people who were, um, I don't know, ex excited, maybe like 36% or something. I oh, mean, I wish I knew where I did this. It was a couple of weeks ago. Um, oh, you know what? I think it was our Rift reaction survey. Let me see if I can pull that up. Um, but I, I do wonder if there's a lot of, I know, I know that some, I need to be careful because the fucking TSM subreddit will clip this and then scream incessantly about me in the comments and uh you know we love them Wait, travis you always you're always like if i say this then these people yeah they will say talk that shit okay here we go our poll on on res or on a rift reaction if anybody wants to go vote in this on the spotify app you can are you excited to watch this tsm roster next year yes 35 percent unsure 24 percent no 41 percent um so i thought that was really interesting because i don't where was I, this in the in the subreddit? TSM no, subreddit? it's um on on Rift Reaction, my podcast with Emily, the Spotify. Oh, okay, podcast okay, 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 okay. If you, they you can do surveys in the um on the Spotify app for each of the podcast uh, episodes, and this was a survey we asked. And I what was very surprised by, by the results. What'd you say? Do you know how many voters came in there for that one? Uh, I can't see. I think on this, but Damn. decent amount. All right. 
Okay, okay, that's good. People can go vote on it still, I think, so. That saddens me. What? That TSM roster, I think, is exciting. Uh, but the don't thing, people don't know what? those players is the thing. Like, Isn't that what's going to draw the excitement? No, nah, I guess not naturally. I mean, what, when nah. have you... If Damn that was the case, they're... Big names. Yeah, yeah, if that was right. the case, then, like these bottom teams would be incredibly popular because it'd be like, wow, we've never heard of these guys before. And yeah. So. I'm really excited for... Travis and I were talking about this. We play so much Genshin Impact. A lot of their names sound like Genshin Impact character names. <laughs> we, don't need like, to, we don't need to get in on this. That's, I'm just uh, saying, it was so funny when the, all the characters have... Uh, like the the leeway characters, characters. Yeah. yeah. The leeway characters. It was it was really funny. Anyways, I don't want anyone to misinterpret our our conversation about this. Are you ready for the next call? Yes. Off Mark goes. Uh, thank you to Purple Ray Q for the three years, and Ari Waddle for the forty one months. Really appreciate it. Um, Freaky Style says, not only do we not know them, but I haven't seen any content from TSM to hype me up. Well, people aren't usually dropping uh, content during the break, so maybe they will. Yeah, they will. They will do that. Um, okay, Mark should be here in a second. Thank you to everybody is who's it, subbing, by the way. Yeah, it is a classic case of people want to know personality or something from a player that's coming out from abroad. Yeah. And yeah, we haven't gotten that yet, so that's fair. Nowak is here. Nowak, where are you calling from? I'm calling from Columbia, Illinois. Col wait, where? Uh, Columbia, Illinois. Uh, it's on the Illinois side of the Mississippi across from St. Louis. Gotcha. Wait, was the last caller Illinois too? I think so. He was Indiana. Way. I don't know where oh, Indiana is. It was an I state. Um, Noak, what do you want to talk about on the show? So, yeah, my take is that the decision for C9 to extend and keep Zven will go down as uh, one of the smartest, if not the best, move of the offseason. Um, just because of the safety that comes with the move and considering his high level of success over the past couple of seasons. I think something we saw with T1 work pretty well last year, having both ten, Teddy and Gumi Yusi, uh, giving Guma the time to develop while still having a consistent player, uh, I think just meshes well overall for the team and just gives them a high floor and high ceiling uh, at the AD carry position. I'm very curious if they're actually. I, I need more clarity on if if they can even do if they can even use Zven though. Okay, I can talk about it because yeah. the, in the video, the idea behind it is that Zven is going to be scrimming with the academy team and the in houses between the in house. I mean, the main team and the academy team will primarily have Zven, but because of the uh, import rules, they cannot have Zven playing with them on stage or in academy official games. So it'll be full. Um, oh no, it'll be King instead will be playing in those games. So it's a little weirder, but Zven will be in competitive shape. He will be playing consistently with the organization. So Does that and, mean King is not going to so, be like whatever he he runs out into the academy yeah. games? Like Yeah, he's getting yeah. he's getting thrown to the wolves. Yeah. <laughs> um, that's such and, a that's really interesting. Their yeah, idea but, behind it is to have the most competitive uh, you know team and to make their main team better. Yeah, and uh, to the caller's point, Winsome and Sven are both imports, so they'll be able to to work together. Yeah, Isles is um, Osh, so he's not an import, and uh, Winsome has declared as an NA player because uh, he has dual citizenship, I believe. Yeah, gotcha. Pretty okay. sure. Uh, so the sorry, your take one more time, Noak is it's just really good that they're keeping Sven around because it's like a good. Because he can't be a backup, right? Like, I don't... 
I guess at a certain point, maybe they can until roster locks, and they could just like bring him in and out. I don't know enough about how how many times you can like swap players in and out of your roster, but uh, I I don't think that they could just decide to run Sven if things are not working out, which I believe is kind of what your take was, right, Nowak? Okay, yeah, I'm not sure how the whole rule works. Um, my apologies. I'm just kind of thinking of it from a situation with like. No, 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 I understand. It's complicated. It's kind of weird. Yeah. Yeah. But, yeah. My understanding is that the only th concern would be because they have Summit and Berserk. So they can still use Zven if things aren't working out for Berserk. Mm -hmm. So I agree with the take. I do think that it's it's great to have him in your back pocket, mostly for Spring Split. If Spring Split doesn't work out for Berserk and Zven is just performing better in, behind the scenes, they, they can just use them. And then uh, for summer split, yeah, you know, you would have Sven on contract. He's been, he would already be working with your team. So I think it's a positive. I think the only thing that I would have a problem with is that that's the role that I'm the least concerned with. I'm just concerned with their support <laughs> role. Like, I think they, they made the, I don't know if they made the decision or whatever, but like losing Vulcan was pretty large for me. Um, and now you have your main support and backup support being very green. Um, so they don't really have really a safe option there. Um, that's my problem. Hint of line in Twitch chat says, Berserker was promised starter as a part of his contract, by the way. Do you know the the actual... To be clear, it's just written? a random person in Twitch chat, so we're not it's, sure. It's a random but... person in Twitch chat, so like one, who knows how true it is, but two, even if it is true, how is it written? Because if it's like your guaranteed starter for the year, even if you're like straight running it down, you know, like... I... Yeah, it's what they said, but if if... It's something where like that can be a verbal thing, but you know th things change, things are fluid. If he has a horrible attitude, you know, or something, I, I wouldn't be surprised. It's like, all right, well, we told you you were the starter, but you're intentionally ruining scrims for us. So yeah, we're gonna. Yeah, that's gonna be impossible to verify unless if someone, if like Alas or someone said this publicly. And in the yeah. end of the day, what they did make a mention in their video was that the best player would perform. Like if somehow Copy was the better mid laner than Fudge, then Copy would be the one playing. And so I would imagine that that's the same idea with. The bot lane like you know if, if somehow uh if zven was just the better player even with berserk learning all these things and concepts all these things then they'll just play zven so it's like i always view this so much like with every other team that this is just like they're using spring split experimentally like yeah. it doesn't work out that they do have zven in their back pocket which i think like the main take was very positive in that they it's just it feels like it's fail safe with having zven as long as he wants to be a part of the team yeah, I, I overall like the idea. I mean, 10-man rosters have always been something I, I haven't loved because usually it's like, well, we just don't know who we like more. But yeah. this isn't like that kind of 10-man roster, it seems. It's like, well, here's our actual starting roster that we like, and then this is more of a practice squad more than like a 10-man roster. So I, I kind of agree with the caller's point about like keeping Sven around to make sure that practice squad is good, Sven being willing to do that. Like all those things bode well for the idea maybe it'll come across uh, apart but like it's something that people haven't really done since sister teams died. I mean, people have probably yeah. never really done it in the west either i what i liked when i was in golden guardians for a bit and i i like the idea where you you definitely don't want it seeming incredibly unstable where there's no sense of security for players right that are starting and they want to feel as if that they're given a chance to learn from their mistakes um, but still giving like windows as the season goes on that are long-term that'll be like, oh, you know, if this person's just literally playing better for about like three, four weeks or something like that, then 
it's it's a difficult decision. It's a serious discussion rather than okay. I mean, he's just playing better, so next week this motherfucker, you're out. Um, so like, still having uh, a window that's there, but like, seldom. I think is a good decision. Uh, thank you, Noak, for the call. Anything you want to shout out before we take a quick break? Uh, shout out the usuals, Game Fuel, Alienware. Um, also, shout out to Doonby for leaking all of the LPL roster moves for this offseason. That was pretty clutch um, and funny to follow along with. Uh, also, final shout out to the Cleveland Browns. Their punter just got hurt last possession. Uh, and then they had that hype roster, and then now they missed the playoffs again. So, Ducks. Yeah. What the hell? I hate it when that happens. Thank you, Noah, uh, for the call. Darn Browns. I'll catch you later. Uh, Have you cool. seen that that video of the Browns fan who's like it's like ten years old or something? He's like walking up at a, after a game that they lost. And he's like, "I'm sick and tired. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm fucking losing." People always link it in threads after for like NA, CLG yeah. fans or stuff like that. <laughs> I haven't yeah. seen it. I need to see that. It's well, pretty let me good. find you this go for you. It. Yeah. Well, Travis does the ad read. Yeah. You doing an ad read now? I am doing the ad read. It is time to talk about Alienware. I actually see one of the Alienware folks in the Twitch chat right now. It's always cool whenever they. Drop by, shout out to her. Uh, I want to talk about how awesome it has been having Alienware around. We are in, I don't know if I should say this or whatever, but I, I've hinted at it. We're in renewal conversations with them right now for our 2022 uh, co uh, conversations. And you know, one thing that's been always really, really cool is whenever uh, you guys are tweeting at them, letting them know that you've purchased something. I saw a bunch of folks do that during the the sale uh, sales that they were doing, the promotions during the holidays and all that stuff. It's been really cool to, to see folks going through that. Um, I'm very excited to be very soon beginning to very soon be getting uh, my Alienware Aurora R13. It's going to be swell having that thing pop up. I'm pretty pumped to be switching out my computer. They're nice enough that like basically I'm getting a new I get a new PC every year from them. Uh, as well as other things that I can share around with friends, uh, people that work with me, etc. So we love Alienware so much. And if you love Alienware, well, first off, you should. If not, go go learn to love them by going to Alienware.com slash Travis and taking a look. Uh, you can click that banner up at the very top to see the new Alienware Aurora, the R13s and R14s. Beautiful uh, machines. They now have the ability to get the glass panel on the side so you can just see how awesome those things are. You can set it up as kind of a display thing on your your desk or elsewhere. Um, and it's just been awesome to have them be a partner with us for so long. So I'm very excited about the future with them. Uh, hopefully we can share some news soon on what 22 looks like. Uh, but I just want to say thank you to everybody who watches the show and the content and everything and Let's Alienware know how much you you support their support of us because that's what allows this stuff to keep going. I know sometimes it's easy to take it for granted because they've been around for so long that they're like, oh yeah, but you guys should all know, as I think many of you do, that we wouldn't be able to do this if it wasn't for them. So again, thank you so much to Alienware for their support. Go check out Alienware.com slash Travis. There's a link in the description if you're watching on YouTube and uh, we'll catch you guys uh, soon with hopefully some new new information. Nice. I'm liking my Aurora R7 that I nice. had years ago. So yes. it's been trucking along and I enjoy it. So great awesome. shit. Thanks, Raz. It's always, good. it's always good when the guest shouts it out too. Raz doesn't get paid for uh, from Alienware. So he's he's just doing that out of the goodness of his heart. 
Um, now to transition a hard right away from the sponsor. Thank you to Daddy Please Spank Me for the Prime, uh, Pete Monster, and Avera, uh, and Real Maliac, Zushi, V Crow Twitch, and Ari Waddle. Okay. Um, Mark should be back here in a second. <laughs> B Crow for one year. Thank you, B Crow. It's very nice to see. Uh, Twitch chat always has great memes around the stuff. I appreciate it. All right. Looks like Mark is back with, oh boy, it is Tom Shu. Uh, where are you calling from, Tom? Uh, hey guys. Hello again. Uh, calling from, uh, Washington, D.C. Nice. Well, welcome, uh, to the show. What do you want to talk about? Uh, sure. My take is Riot should start. Oh, I must say, is, is someone... Stop it! (laughs) What is happening in my ears? Go go ahead. Riot should what, Tom? Okay. Yeah. I'm sorry. What, Tom? Just fucking say it. Someone just usurp Mark right now. All right, all right, all right. Riot should start forcing teams to bring their main rosters to lock in barring extenuating circumstances like visas or whatever stuff like that so do you think there are teams that aren't bringing their main roster to lock in barring extenuating okay basically basically teams that are making the choice not to bring their teams to lock in because it doesn't matter okay has any team gone on the record saying they're doing that uh not that i know of right now i know a lot of it has been visa issues but you know if we get to that point then it would be an issue but right now, we are we LCS as a brand has a credibility problem because right now people don't view LCS as that it matters. It, it doesn't matter winning the LCS, right? Because every time like we talk about me, every time players talk about winning LCS, it's always like, okay. Oh yeah, it's cool. It's cool anyway or whatever, but I'm really more concerned about going to worlds. And I think that's an issue. And I know that players or like certain personalities in the scene have already talked about, they are saying that, okay, lock in doesn't matter. Like we're not going to try, we're not going to bring X, Y, Z player. And we'd rather just sit here in boot camp in Korea or China or whatever, or, you know, get our visa situations or whatever sorted out. And I think if I'm Riot, I would be furious, right? Because so, this is damaging. Okay. This it's is bad. damaging okay. our, yes. our brand. This is damaging. Okay, LCS so Papa Smithy in chat. There's a ton of people in the chat to, that are people saying people need to start trying again. Okay, in the okay. we're gonna mute you. Okay, Papa Smithy in chat says this happens in Kespa Cup and Demacia Cup, so I think it's a fair discussion. Um, so that's a GM for a team. You know, I see a lot of people in Twitch chat being like. Well, we shouldn't even have the discussion, but uh, well, if you have so a GM from a team reasons... saying that this is like a, dis- a good discussion, I think it's fair. And I also, one of the reasons I, I did pull was because I wonder how pop, like how many people think this currently. Uh, yeah. You know, like how, how many people in the community think that teams are intentionally not running these rosters versus they are um, having visa issues or not. I, I assume most people know it's, it's almost all visa issue related. Yes. I mean, I assume it, it. I mean, that's what I've been hearing. I haven't heard anybody's not taking it seriously, but it's, it is a good question of like, like Raz, you were just talking about at the very start of the show that like impact yeah. was talking about how it sucks to be back in North America with shitty solo queue. Like 
if you could stay in Korea or China with your whole roster and have way better solo queue experience and be scrimming those teams at the start of the year instead of coming to lock in and playing against like a fucking academy team because people can't get their visa stuff sorted. It's like actually I, I think there's a good argument to be made as a GM that if like the rules allow for that, maybe you should just do that um, uh, from a competitive standpoint, not necessarily from like a brand standpoint. Go ahead. Since Rez. This is like a, this is like kind of two discussions that are happening. I'll just like go into the first one and say like, this is just so super, super hypothetical because like there is no team right now saying that this is the case, right? There is no team right now. They're saying we are making the choice of either bringing in an Academy player or like for whatever reason, because like a lock-in does not matter. So it feels like a bit, not made up, but for this year specifically, it feels like that's being pushed when that's not the case whatsoever. The second point being, yes, what Papa Smithy said was correct. Um, like there is going to be cases in the future where a team wants to run uh, a, a younger AD carry or a younger support, somebody from their academy team and give them a chance. I don't think that's a bad thing. I think that's a good thing. I think we should have... Uh, I, I always felt like lock-in should be a, a place for uh, academy, the best academy players or whoever it is, depending on the team, against like LCS t teams. So I think it's like a really good um, organ uh, tournament for the teams that just want to have their first chance on stage, competitive experience there, that want to work towards spring so they don't really have an incentive to throw in that uh, a, a rookie player from academy. But if they do, it's great for that player. So for both of those conversations, I think for this year, it's kind of made up, but in the future, it will happen. And I think it's a good thing. I got I give a question. Go oh. for it, Tom. I want to hear yeah. from Tom. Yeah, I know we're talking about that it's purely hypothetical, but thinking about it behind the scenes, how many people are potentially saying that lock-in essentially doesn't matter? Like, I know everyone's saying that, oh, it's visa issues up front. And yeah, I get that's totally true. But, you know, in your the back of your head, do people really care about not playing in lock-in, right? I think lock-in doesn't matter in some sense. Like, I'll, yeah, I'll say I, that. I, I think, think that's kind of the point them. of lock-in is for it to not matter because we know that there are visa issues and we know that, like, you can, like, the whole point is to kind of have this, like, for fun kickoff tournament that you can use to, like, feed some of the storylines for spring split to make spring split shorter because it usually feels bad to have two back-to-back -back long splits. Um, there's a ton of reasons why like it's not supposed to matter. That doesn't mean that it can't be fun. There's a lot yeah, of things that people thing. do it's, that doesn't matter the, fun. It's about the messaging, right? You should, even if you really don't well, care about locking <clears throat> yourself, at least you should be at least pretending like you give a shit. Well, so on that point and, and going even beyond lock-in, historically there's been problems with teams being ready to go at the start of the year. And... Um, I wonder what Riot can do about it. Because for them, this is not a great way to start your season. You know, like, core JJ out. Or, like, you know, locking doesn't matter right now. But there's been times where um, the season just started and we just didn't have players ready to go. That happens all the time. Um, Baraksa every year. Yeah, like, so many players every year, it feels like. It shouldn't, like, w that can't be good for Riot from their perspective. They're like, hey, our league's not ready to go ever at the start of the fucking year when we're trying to be hype. You know, I wonder what more they can do. Not just to the only thing you can do is you can move up themselves. The only thing you can do is move up free agency, and like that's a global thing. And so I feel like it's unlikely Riot would ever like move that up just for North America because I think North America is probably like the only place where this is a major issue. Um, but like My that thing to, is, 
Go ahead, Ryan. This is not even a North America specific problem, too. Like every, it felt like feels like every year that comes out. Like last year was a good example in which like the shy just didn't fucking play for how long because of a visas and b quarantining, right? And so like lock in is happening at the exact same time where theoretically the season would just start. So it's actually mm-hmm. just better that lock in, much like what Mark was just saying, is happening to kind of cushion the fall. And there's no intent from the organizations, from what I know, of like uh, kind of sacking early because they don't care about lock-in. And also, the idea of a team, let's just say a team does start because we're so deep into the hypothetical. Let's say a team does start by putting in an academy player um, intentionally into the roster. Does that mean that they, they don't care? No, they care for a different reason. They, they want to develop a player or they want to see if the player is just literally better. Like right now, 100 Thieves is probably going to be in that position where Maybe they start with tenacity, right? Over someday. Does that mean that they don't care about the uh, about uh, lock-in or that they just literally want to use that stage experience for a player with less experience? And that's um, fine. It, it's about it's about it's about it's about the public messaging behind that. Like saying yeah, but if you're the messaging together, can you're just be... because you believe that you want to get this guy some reps and then you have to but we still care about, you know, doing well in this tournament, then you need to put that public facing, right? You that's can't just go on a I mean, it's on it's the on teams. Those... It's also on Riot. Yeah. I feel like if Riot brands lock in as a for a fun tournament, and they're like, "Hey, LCS actually starts when spring starts," and like this is like the appetizer, then I think it's fine. Honestly, I mean, yeah, I don't. I, I don't kind have a concern. Go ahead. Sorry, go ahead. Okay, I, <laughs> I was gonna say I don't have a concern about this like hypothetical scare thing because it's not happening right now, um, and I don't think like there's enough problems with visas already that people aren't like having to fabricate any i, I do think i have a very concern about just the problem with visas like do we need to start the yeah. season later do we need to do something so that like our teams are actually fucking ready to go and mm-hmm. like imagine it's just like football starts and like yeah 20 percent of the big names are out because they're just fucking can't couldn't get them here in time or something you know like it just feels kind of bad yeah. um and that's my bigger bigger problem with it is not on the team side and not even necessarily riot's fault because they're trying to launch with all the other leagues but like god it feels bad to not have our players yeah this yeah. might just be a different type of season too because so many teams were really late with their rosters just in general like tsm cloud nine a lot of them came in pretty late with their full roster plus coaching staff um so this is probably like worse than the usual i mm. mean <clears throat> i'm very curious if uh i hope everybody's ready by s- spring split start that's why not big- What's that? Some, probably not. I, I would bet some some people have visa issues still by the start. Yeah. Or yeah. you just sign some native talent. I mean, you see who's available. Well, I, I, Mark, Mark, right I have a question there. for you. What? Okay, I know this is the hypothetical, but I just just to sort of wrap it up. If next year C9 or TSM said, fuck Locken. We're going to run our entire academy roster and we're going to keep our players in Korea and they're going to scrim LCK teams and then we'll show up in February. Would you guys be unhappy about that? Would you think it's something that Riot should like do something about or make changes now to prevent something like that happening in the future? I don't think so. I'd probably be upset. I want the start of our season to be interesting. And, like, yes, I appreciate watching NA talent play, but, like, what if Kedwo and Shenhei, Shenhei, God damn it, Shenhei, Wow! Me, uh, 
Yikes. Yeah, I told you I would play too much goddamn Genshin Impact. <laughs> Their names. Fuck me. Fair enough. Um, uh, yeah, like if they turn out to be stars and they have an incredible year, and then next year the, the season starts and they choose to stay in, in Korea and, and, you know, scrim some more, I'd be like, God damn it. I'm like, I want to hype them up and be like, last year they had such an incredible blah, 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 blah. Ah, fuck, they're not here. You know? Yeah. I think it's, it's all—it's all about how it's communicated. Like, if you say, if you give, a, if you like, go on, like, put like a professional video saying we're putting in our academy team, and this is why, instead of going on stream like LS, uh, I don't care about academy, or Riot doesn't care about academy, there's there's going to be a lot less outrage. And that's what I think. I mean, I think the academy thing is a separate topic. The academy thing was just C9 didn't. My guess is because it wouldn't be the first time they've had this issue. C9 did not know or did not think about how many players you're allowed to have on the, like with the rule set or whatever. And then they found out well, too late. Well, we have a topic coming up about that, so. Goodbye, Tom Shu. Thank you for the call. Anything you want to shout out? Uh, can I give a shout out to Ben Roethlisberger? He's about to win this game. I think it's supposed to be his final game in uh in the, what's it called, in Pittsburgh. Oh, yeah. It's, it's, yeah, uh, congratulations to him. I know it's he's getting old and looking as stiff as the board right there, so it's time to hang it up. But great career. Thank you, yep. I like Tom that. Shu, for your call, and we'll catch you next time. Yep, have a good one. <clears throat> I like how one side someone was very sad about the Cleveland Browns being knocked out, and the other side, Pittsburgh, Ben Roethlisberger, they're facing off against each other. How many fucking people are NFL fans? Not me. Do I know it's League of Legends show. It's a Genshin Impact show. Not true. true. Okay. Off Mark goes to grab our next... Caller, Daddy, please spank me. Still the only recent subscriber. If anybody wants to drop a Prime sub, it would be appreciated. You can hover your cursor over the screen where there's a little crown, and you can. You know what we crown. need in League of Legends? An Antonio Brown moment. Someone mid-game just standing up and walking the fuck out, just leaving, <laughs> just saying to hell with my team. This is something I have no understanding about or this reference. A player just <laughs> left. <laughs> Yes, Antonio Brown mid-game. They ended up winning it without him, which is the biggest fucking like, joke Ole about it. Ole kind of did that during MSI one year. I just mean mid-game leave. And then your coach, I think the coach, after the game in press conference saying, he ain't a buck no more. He's not a part of this team. We need drama like that. Jorms, Give thank me a you moment for the of uh, nine months. <laughs> need a moment of prize talker being like, I'm going back to EU. Wait, uh, fucking one of the Golden Guardians players did that. Mickey. Mickey. Oh, wait. Yeah, Mickey, Mickey did yeah, that. Mickey. He sure, just fucking was... went home. He didn't do it in the middle of the game. I know. That's what yeah. you want. But, like, he literally just got on a plane and went home. <laughs> oh, true. That's a good one. But yeah. Yeah. We gave it, we had a, a skit about that at the Gaffies. Okay. Uma uh, is correct. Vasily did do it in the LPL. No, it was not LPL. It was uh, LDL. So not as prestigious. Uh. Uh, so I, I lied. Sorry, oh. I, I lied about um, the person coming on to talk about the thing because he's he's Ooh. not. I, mean, I can't hear him on the waiting room. So this is a different call. Well, yeah, there's another person maybe that just moved into the waiting room or something, or maybe you did. Uh, I'm doing this. Is is remind me because I believe you've told me before. Is it Iscaf? Iscaf. 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 Yep. Iscaf. Uh, where remind me where you come from? Iscaf. Okay, go on. Remind me where you're calling from. Washington, D.C. Washington, D.C. What do you want to talk about on the show? 
So what I want to talk about is I think the LCS and like the leak ecosystem more generally should implement a loan system, provided that there is a cap on the number of players that a team can have. Okay, so what's very funny is uh, on Rift Reaction, my show with Emily, our last episode that we of the year that we did last year, uh, we had John Robinson on from 100T, and he actually he had five ideas, and he also wanted a loan system. So, tell me a little bit about how you would want it. Oh, and unsurprisingly, oh, Papa Smithy in chat is uh, championing this. <laughs> very clearly, a 100T initiative. Do you work for 100T IceCalf, or is that part of it? I do not. Okay. Uh, well. Uh, okay, so why is this a thing and what would it look like? So I think um, really the model that I'd kind of base it off on is what Riot already does in Valorant. That's been an effective system that has worked and literally the only Valorant player you've interviewed benefited from that system. So clearly there are some upsides to it around both the narrative. Um, it's great for developing players both to have um, people like Tenacity coming and or Kenvi coming and going to another LCS team mm -hmm. for just a year for some of that LCS experience. But also if let's say a CLG um, at the end of the year, if someone's going for a big playoff push or something like that, then they're kind of incentivized to loan players in and out and kind of develop talent that way, which kind of leads to very high storylines. Um, and then I also think that it would fix a lot of the bio issues because this would be an effective way to kind of get around them. So maybe we see a Jensen being loaned out this year and having a little bit more opportunities to play. So one of my concerns, which I brought up with uh, John about this, and, it, and it, I know that this is in traditional sports, and so I don't know how that works there, but I think uh, in LCS we already see or hear at least a lot of rumors about specific teams that are like maybe holding onto players under contracts for too long because they want to sell them to or sell their contract to somebody else for a lot of money. I wonder if it wouldn't become a thing where it's just like sign as many players as you can so that you can fucking loan them out. Like it's a car rental thing, uh, enterprise car rental, enterprise player rental. Like is that, is that, are there ways to combat that being a concern? Is it even a concern if that's the case? Is it fine for teams to do that? Because then those players at least would get LCS time. Like, I'm I'm just kind of curious what you think. I think overall it would probably be fine, but if you really want to combat this system, you just put a hard cap on the number of players allowed on a team. Let's say something like they're allowed to have 12 players that could potentially play in the LCS, and that will kind of make it so there's only so much they can really do within that system. By the way, um, just a quick note is uh, Nightfiend, who uh, is the GM for... Evil Geniuses says, Riot no longer accepts loans in Valorant. So uh, I'm curious why, they, if they were allowing it at one point in time, I'm curious what made them feel like they shouldn't do it anymore. Um, all right. Yeah. Well, I'll throw it over to Mark or Raz. I don't know which one of you guys wants to kick us off here. I mean, give it to Ooh. me. Give it you to got me. it. No, you give it to me. Oh, oh, <laughs> give it to me. Uh, you got me confused. I was like, I thought you wanted the floor. I was like, oh, I'm giving him the floor. Oh, no. you guys are on a desk <laughs> together. I I trust you guys to figure this stuff out. That's what no. this is for. This is why we're working out the, the kinks right now. Yeah, um, yeah. I, one angle that I see a lot of Twitch talking about, like the top players or something that are getting loaned around. But I'm also like just thinking about a lot of the academy players um, for teams that 
people want to try them out a little bit beforehand. Like, let's say you thought you were going to do better this season, and now you're not. Now there's just more ways to get players into your hands to get stage time with them. Um, you know, not just moving around Jensen, like the, the guy talked about. But, like, let's say you were a team last year, and you saw Tenacity doing well, and you said, all right, well, let's loan him out for the rest of the year and put him on this team and get our hands on him and get some practice with him. And then we know if we want to buy him out or not at the end of the split. It, it's a potential way to... Um, give extra flexibility for teams to to make moves and stuff, which is why I'm more interested in it than the big name player thing where like star player on X team is failing. And so they they like kind of loan him out to a team that needs that upgrade somewhere. Like that that could happen, I guess, but I I don't think that's going to be the primary usage if I was going to guess. Yeah. Uh, Yeah. We brought that up as an example because that's what happened with tens. It's actually did a little tryout period like that and then they fully bought into him once kind of that specific tournament was over and it was a gelling period where hey we know that he works well in this ecosystem so let's buy him out permanently and kind of have a test run and i think it's also a very interesting from the community side of oh you can speculate about this player going here or this player going here instead of it having to be just like a flat-out trade yes I'm, I would definitely, I would be interested in hearing the opposite side of this, but I am very firmly in uh, in the camp of loans are a good thing. Um, giving players an opportunity to try out on a team first or like for a team to like, because I, I, I saw a situation where a, play, a player from Academy could have easily have joined another team, but they were just kind of hooked up on, yeah, sure, a buyout, but most importantly, like the commitment. If you if you if you buy a contract on a player, that's a commitment, right? Um, whereas loaning is not; it's like a soft commitment. You're you're at least like committing to try a player out and seeing how it goes behind the scenes, and of course on stage. So I think it is definitely a positive to have. I think on top of that, buyouts do need to be looked at and regulated a little bit more. Um, I think having a high buyout for a, a popular player is fine. You know, it, it's okay. I don't see it being viable to have in an academy structure for um yeah for just young players i mean in the end of the day they're the ones signing the contract and they they have the they have somewhat of a power in that situation but the power still are on the teams um and i do want some regulations on buyouts i think this has been touched on every time but it's never really feels like a solution is coming i so i i know i played devil guess advocate a little bit i think the only reason I'm hesitant about this is because I worry about the abuse cases or where people are kind of like breaking the system in order to monetize it in a specific way. Mm-hmm. I think historically Riot has not always, they've been a little too altruistic, I would say, in their faith in uh, some of their permanent partners. And so I would be open to this as long as Riot spent a lot of time being like, okay, if we were fucking maniacal tea voters who just wanted to figure out the best way to abuse the loan system to make as much money as we can and you know what how would we go about doing it map all of those out on a whiteboard over the course of an afternoon then like go ask 10 more people about what they would do if they yeah. were a maniacal team owner and then plug all those holes and sure I'm fine to like let the system in because I think that would be cool but you just have to think about all, what they could do Mark are you, you're muted no, I wasn't. I was just pantomiming for no reason. Mm. I'll give you a positive angle for one of the things you're even concerned about. You said, oh, well, what if all the team owners just go out and sign players then? Great. Now there's more players with contracts getting money. 
You know, like is that that is it? That is an upside. But if those players are like, if if it's like cool, I'm now signing twenty players so that I can loan two of them out for a ton of money uh, and make back how much I'm paying these guys because I'm paying them academy yeah, or like, amateur how, minimum or who something. Are, who are these extra 10 mythical players that every team is signing? You're signing 100 players that I know where they're proving ground players now aren't competing in proving ground or amateur or whatever. You know, like, where are they coming from? These are players who aren't getting signed now. They're probably stoked to get a contract. Yeah, maybe. Yeah, I think the only concern that I would have is that um, having a loan system would incentivize the current buyout system where you can have a substantially large buyouts in an academy player because then you know hey uh, now your player can at least have an ac have access to other teams through a loan system so i feel like you can't attack in my opinion uh loans without attacking buyouts as well um, otherwise yeah you're just gonna have more teams throwing out well, the problem is if you make it so players. that <clears throat> buyouts are lower you have even less incentive to like ever let your players join a different team because then your most profitable method is signing them and loaning them repeatedly rather than ever letting them get buyouts or something. I don't know. Mm -hmm. Okay, whatever. Anyway, is Ice Calf? Thank you for the call, Ice Calf. Ice Calf. Ice Calf. Ice Calf. Ice Calf. Thank you for the call. I like your name. Anything you want to shout out before we go on to the next caller? Um, real quick, I want to shout out the Solomon Islands. I know there's been a little bit of turmoil over there, but hopefully things have calmed down now. And then I also want to shout out Alienware. Very good. Thank you so much for the call. Really appreciate it. All right. Uh, on to our next caller. <clears throat> Mark is off to grab him. Hello. Gadalith. Welcome to the show. Where are you calling from? Gaz, where are you calling from? Oh no, it's happening. Is, is, is this our friend who handling? had mic issues earlier? Yeah, if this, if you can't salt, see how it lights up. Do you see that? Yeah, I see that. Oh, but no. I can't hear him. Discord, Gaz. Discord is failing at sending. His... Can you hear me? Hello. Yes, hello. Can now. Hello, hello, can now. hello, hello, hello. Hello, hello. Hi, we hear you now. Where are you calling from? Um, I'm calling from Chicago, Illinois. Chicago. Okay, great. What do you want to talk about on the show? Uh, I'm going to get it out real quick, but it was yes. the LS Academy take. Um, uh, basically, his thing that Riot doesn't care about Academy, one, I think he just kind of worded it in a pretty shitty way to word it. Like, clearly Riot does care about Academy, but he wants to use it for something different than uh, what Academy is meant to be used for. He basically wants it as a sister team um, to scrim with. So um, I don't know what's going on with my microphone and headset, so I'll just let you guys talk about that. I mean, it's working right now if you have anything Yeah, you more seem to say. good. I don't, I don't know what happened, but... Well, regardless... Okay, so, yeah, I mean, I know I kind of mentioned this earlier, but... One, you know, we love LS. He's a friend of the show. Uh, we, we plan on having him back on. I know we weren't able to make it work at the end of the last year, but, like, dude's really supportive and has always been great. Um, mm -hmm. I, I disagree with his take that Riot doesn't care about Academy... I think they've been doing a lot of stuff to make it better. I think sometimes they care about Academy too much in terms of uh, how many changes they make so frequently to it. And I don't know, they seem to not know exactly how they care about Academy is maybe the better way to put it. But yeah, I like it's, it's a little hard for me because I'm like, okay, the rules around imports are X 
and C9, I think, wanted them to be Y. And when C and when Riot was like, nope, they're still X, C9 was like, well, you just don't care about Academy. Um, so that, that's that's actually the thing that I think is wrong that everyone misunderstood about the video because I okay. think that's not me. what he was saying. And I think I, I think you you made that same misunderstanding that Kelsey Moser made and some other people because it was a very easy conclusion to try and try and make from it. But I think what he was saying was that. Academy doesn't matter. He doesn't think Academy is a good system for, for anything. You know, he just has a problem with Academy. And so he says, rather than using Academy for what Riot wants it to be, it doesn't matter if you win Academy. It doesn't matter if you do well in Academy. I'm just going to do what I want with my team. Um, and he was saying, my plan for Academy, because it doesn't matter, is to just throw King to the Wolves because I don't give a fuck. And my Academy team is really there to scrim my main team. He wasn't saying, because Riot doesn't care about Academy they're not letting us use our roster. He's saying, I'm not using my roster or like I'm not prioritizing Academy as a team because it doesn't matter. So like that's his angle. Now, I think your points about does Riot actually care about Academy or not is a, is a different conversation than I don't think winning Academy matters at all. So I'm not going to try to prioritize it and I'm going to use my Academy team to actually focus on leveling up my main team. On, on that point, and just because I said somebody mentioned it in the thing, and I don't, I want to make sure, my apologies if I misinterpreted that, uh, but straight from LS himself in the Reddit thread, doesn't matter about winning Academy. There's no incentive to win Academy. That is what I meant by Riot doesn't care about Academy. I don't care about what the Academy team's standing or tournament results are given what is necessary to ensure best practice. So long as practice for the main team is the best it can be, slash the practice environments are optimized. So that backs up what you're saying, Mark. I think there was also, I think some reason, maybe the reason why Kelsey and I misinterpreted it was that there were some scuttlebutt behind the scenes, some rumors, right? This is not me reporting this officially. It's just like the, the there was some conversation that, that C9 was trying to uh, have a, the sort of import stuff changed a little bit so that they could run Sven on the main roster which is maybe or not the main roster the academy roster so that they wouldn't be in this awkward situation where like they have a player that's kind of not eligible um maybe that was not ls pushing for that maybe it was somebody else or maybe it was not the I, case and it was just a weird rumor but i, I mean, think that's why is, there were some some people that thought about that yeah even if it is true i think you can have the stance that he has and still wish that you don't have to throw king out there to get screwed over <laughs> right right <laughs> Um, and like you said, King King knows the situation. Like he's he stabbed King in the back or anything. It sounds like King was aware that this was going to be the deal. Regicide. Um, <laughs> no. Uh, so yeah, I, I guess we can we can go from there. I don't know if Raz has thoughts about the only riots. the only thing I can talk about with the whole point of like um, Academy not mattering or like what does winning Academy mean? I mean, I cannot tell you how many times some a team winning the Academy split has meant the player that has, you know, been a primary reasoning for that has now moved on to an LCS team. Like, really early on, I think FlyQuest Academy that had JJ, JJ moved on. I'm just, like, going through a lot of these organizations. Like, um, another one, like, Saligo, But Saligo was a little bit delayed, I'm not going to lie. So, like, Saligo took some time. He actually had to play a little bit more through an Academy. But then there was Tactical. There was Diamond. Remember Cloud9 Academy being so strong for so long and the actual uh, uh, general sentiment. Package the deal. Fans, yeah. yeah, the package deal that they had. If they had not succeeded, if they had not won, I, don't, I do not think that would be uh, realistic for them. So, like, 
sure there are going to be moments where a team is losing, but a player from a losing team gets promoted because an organ, a manager, general manager has like a lot of faith in them. Um, like a best example would actually be Revenge, right? Revenge got uh, picked up and put in an LCS team and looked actually really fucking good, even though his academy showing because of the <laughs> roster that the, you know the Oregon team that he was on was actually quite poor. So there'll be moments like that, but that doesn't mean that there's no incentive. I mean, the, the, the alternative is not having a franchise system and you can promote into the league, right? But I feel like you're quite limited if you're in a franchise system for, uh, you know, winning a, 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 the Academy Championship. So I actually think that there's too much focus on the winning team. Like if a team wins, suddenly all of those, like uh, most of those players, if not a good portion of them, like just gets put in the LCS roster. Whereas like second place, Back to academy you go. <laughs> so, <laughs> yeah, I, I think that's a good point about like winning academy does have a lot of value historically. <laughs> um, but I, I will say, and I don't know if maybe this isn't something I've put a ton of thought into, but I think I'm okay with LCS orgs having different goals for what their academy team is trying to be. Yeah. Yep. Definitely. Like I think I'm okay if, if C9's like, well, we don't, we're not trying to promote young talent right now. We're doing this thing. If all 10 teams were doing that, then we'd have to evaluate the whole system. But one team making this choice, I don't think grinds my gears too much. No, I mean, LCS teams have different goals for their LCS squad, right? So, like, uh, I don't think, yeah, it's fine, you know? It's, yeah. It's fine. And it's not as if they're running a bum lineup. The lineup is great. The only problem is that C9 is not going to be able, because of the, um, you know, um, the rules around like how many foreign players you can put in like that's really like making it difficult for them to run the their intended roster but like that's fine so yeah. there's unless if there's literally an org that just threw in a roster that they do not care about is just bad like i don't see that there was one time where i had that question about i think clg and tl a while back but that's not an issue anymore hey thanks so much for our it's for the call gaz i know you were having some issues so hopefully uh, you can say goodbye here, but anything you want to shout out? Gaz? It's like a turbo delay. The wires yeah. must be clogged to get up to Chicago. Gaz, I still hold some re resentment over how you treated Kaladin. I'm just going to say. Um, anyway, we'll say goodbye oh, to you guys. Oh, that was his name? I knew it was Gaz. I just never thought Gaz... Gazlith? Is that his name? I don't think that's his full. I think he's just called Gaz there, but I'm I'm mm. teasing. Brandon Sanderson reference, everybody. Spoiler go read, alert. Go read Stormlight Archives. Travis, that's a big spoiler. Now, why are you spoiling for the audience, Travis? I thought Gaz might have been a good good. I lad just mentioned that there's told. a fucking character in Stormlight Archives. But you said that he he mistreats Kaladin. You fucking spoiled their relationship. That Mark, go get the next fucking caller. Well, <laughs> <laughs> All right, fine. Okay. Thank you to uh, Zero Limits for the four months, Mr. Dr. Enchiladas for the six months, Maury Wakes for the two years. Holy shit, Maury. Uh, All the Dog for the nine months. How are you doing, Maury? We haven't talked in a while. I hope you're doing well, surviving the uh, snow in your your land. Bunny is here. Bunny, where are you calling from? Um, hey, I'm, I'm calling from New Delhi uh, in India. Oh, sick. Okay. What do you want to talk about on the show? 
Um, my take has a little bit of context to it. So in India, there's not many people who really do watch the league scene. And there's about 15, 20 of us who regularly watch it together in a VC. We stay up at around two o'clock to watch everything. Hey, including the LEC and the LCS. Um, and you know, the, the thing that we actually do love is the content and there's a lot of flack people get about it. But I feel like it's pretty good, you know, it's a different taste of content yeah, if you consider the LEC and the LCS, but it's still pretty good. And I feel like this year with the type of personalities that every team has, and not just every team, like even the top four teams, do you have one person in every team you could actually call on air and would be a decent showing, um, which maybe you couldn't say for the previous years. and. You know, it's really like the content team's ball to drop with all of that happening this year. So your your take um, is, just to clarify, like, this is a good year. Like, Riot has the resources they need from the from the players to really create cool content and, and really showcase their personalities. Riot has the players. It's up to the content team to actually show them and include them in the content they make like the podcast, even adding them to maybe the, uh, the commentating side of things. Nice. Okay. Yeah. No, I like this. Uh, I like this take a lot. Okay. Do you guys think that all the teams have somebody that is like interesting and fun to build around? I think there's a couple, I'm trying, I want to, I need like the I full so. list. Closer, yeah. Cora slash beer or whip. Like, I mean, tail stacked. Yeah. Speaker. Um, fudge, fudge. We're at five, e right? E.g., e I don't know Jojo Pune's personality. He's a zoomer. I've heard, he, I've Danny's heard he's a got a great quiet. personality, but he doesn't already showcase it in content. Um. Oh, Vulcan's Vulcan's decent. He's a little quiet, but Dan he, Danny okay. works. Uh. Yeah. No. E.g.'s got some people. Yeah. Um, um, revenge. Immortal's a bit yeah. stacked. Immortal's a bit stacked. I think everyone can talk from that team. I don't know enough about CLG. Quiet. I like contracts a lot, but he's he's already been a little quiet. Um, CLG might. I think be they're good. I think Poom would if Poom ever gets on the mic, he's good as well. I think that team's fine. They're going to be a little bit more greener, of course, but that's just how it is. Uh, can, we're missing FlyQuest, Golden Guardians, and Dig. Yeah, and then and then from. Uh, Dignitas, which would be the team that I would probably be the least excited for. Uh, I mean, Biofrost is back, and I think that's really exciting. Uh, and he's a good talker, too. So he's I like Bio. He needs somebody to kind of play against, because um, I think that worked really well with him in Double Lift, where it's like whenever uh, Peter's not... He needs a villain, Yeah, he's the he needs, man. He yeah. needs somebody to kind of like drag him out of his shell, so I don't know, maybe somebody mm -hmm. will do that on Dig. And then Fly and Golden Guardians, yeah? For fly, I mean, look, Afro would be a one. Maybe a blaze olive. A blaze olive for Golden Guardians, yeah. Yeah. Um, on this point, though, I think one thing that's interesting is it's kind of a more global league now. Like, I don't expect most Chinese fans to care about necessarily TSM, but I, I wonder if, if they do pull some more eyeballs off this. I don't know if there's anyone who follows the Chinese scene and can say, like, Oh yeah, they're talking about it somewhat on on forums and stuff, or no one gives a shit. <laughs> um, and I would have uh, the same yeah. question about LCK. Um, and 
what's going on with Berserker and stuff, you know, like, but I think to the caller's point about he himself being a more global focus viewer about, you know, maybe NA does get a little bit of that more global focus from uh, how much they have brought in younger talent uh, this time around. I, I don't know. It could be interesting to think about who will be watching all of our content. Are people curious about, you know, these these things? Yeah, no, I think I think it's an interesting point. I like I've talked about this before. I think before I think my only concern ever for LCS is how often we have to fucking rebuild fandom around players. You know, it's like I'm excited for Whippo to show up over here. And I know that like the hardcore people that watch Hotline League are probably familiar with him from his time in the LEC. I think there's probably a lot of LCS fans who have no idea who Bwipo is or have just heard his name from like international events. Like you have to go in and invest in this person after we did it with fucking Alfari last year and all that stuff. It's just like, that is always the concern that I have for the content team is like, yes, they can invest in all these players. How many of these players are not going to be on a team next year because buyouts are crazy or they decided to go back to Europe or the country that they uh came here from or any number of different things and i think that's always been a bit of my concern is like i don't know i i don't know but i i do agree with i think it is a, a good point bunny that there are pretty good players this year for the lcs to make content around and like i really hope they do um because i think they didn't do as much of that building last year as maybe they could have uh and yeah, I I hope that they have the space to maybe do that this year, especially because they're going to have less, um, especially because they're going to have less game days. Like there should be hopefully more space for them to create the content that they need to, to make. So I think that's a pretty big point. I don't know, Mark or Raz, if you guys had any other thoughts on this, but it's an easy conversation, I think. Um, well, I would ask the caller, uh, what kind of content do you most enjoy because you said generally you like like some of the stuff but is and you you kind of called out players <clears throat> sharing their their insight is that most of what you like did you like lightning rand lightning round where she interviewed the players if you saw that like what kind of content gets you most engaged i think for me personally i love the podcast um and the lightning rounds yeah though i think those two were my most favorite things from the lcs with the lc i really like their inclusion of paper into the commentary like i think that was a masterstroke in a way um and i wish for you guys to do it as well it would be yeah. really free yeah i liked that when they started bringing the players more on the desk and so hopefully they can do stuff like that i think that that would be cool um i definitely love the idea um, and I think, um, I a hundred percent agree. I think this year we have a lot of old players coming back that have like probably the easiest one is Bjergsen for everybody that's going for it. And then of course, like we haven't said much of inspired, but inspired is like the best jungler from Europe, best Western jungler, um, that's being put into the league. So we have such like, we have a lot of ammunition. Yeah. And you know America, America loves our ammunition. Okay. So so we can no, we just got to use Aren't it. Aren't you Canadian? Uh I <laughs> getting acclimated. I uh, the only thing the only content I thought last year that wasn't really good was um the game show that they did cuz the host I thought was really <laughs> underwhelming. Oh, yeah. yeah. Yeah, who's I, the, who's the host on that one? I can't, <laughs> literally they were so forgettable that I don't even remember who it was. You know, okay. I just Yeah. 
I'll I liked all the people. Consideration. I liked all the I guests on that say, show. I have to say, I really like Raz on the on the content. Like, like all of us here, we are always cheering for him to be on the on the screen. It's it's pretty fun. Hmm. There you go. Well, can't 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 relate. Uh, <laughs> no right. shit. <laughs> Did you unplug yourself? You missed like the second half of that, Raz. No. Oh, he, Raz he got said, so excited he, he said, unplugged he, himself. He, he was he was saying a lot of nice stuff about you because then he said, "But I actually think," and then he said a bunch of negative stuff. That's so it's true. Best yeah. That you keep that headset unplugged. Yeah, yeah. He yes, exactly. Um, but buddy, thank you so much for the call. Anything you want to shout out? Um, I'd like to shout out all of you. It's it's almost ten o'clock in the morning and. I always try to catch the show live, if not on YouTube, and it's fun. And I'd also like to shout out Game Fuel. I've tried it once in my life so far. Uh, I think <laughs> well, it was the cherry burst yes. flavor. It's pretty freaking good. When did you uh, try it? Because I am fairly certain it's not available uh, in New Zealand. It Delhi. was a while ago. It's, okay. it's no, I don't think Game Fuel is available here. To be honest, yeah. I've tried looking for it, but my friend got it. When he came uh, over, so nice. that's the only time I've tried it. <laughs> Twitch chats trying to call for a victory call to get Travis to send some to India. I don't know. I if, I, if, I cannot. Unfortunately, I don't think that I uh, we can get, get that on shipped the over. Yourself, in, Travis. In your direction, <laughs> buddy. Over to India and give this man some game fuel. Yes, maybe someday, buddy. No, shout out to you and all the folks that are watching LCS and League uh, from India. I think that is it's always really, really really cool for me to be reminded about how much league esports and the content that uh you know folks like myself raz and market to to make that sort of transcends and gets to go all over the world so it's always really cool to talk to to folks like yourself so thank you for calling in i really appreciate it um, thank we'll, you for making the content yeah well we'll catch you next time hopefully we can get you on the show in the future for sure see ya awesome okay well speaking of game fuel it's time for one quick break before we take our last caller. Uh, shout out to Game Fuel for sponsoring the show. We love Game Fuel. Uh, love, love, love the orange charged orange storm, which is what I am drinking tonight. I don't know if Mark has already replaced his can, but he was drinking one of their zero sugar flavors. There we go. Um, it's uh it's awesome to have them be part of the show and if you would like to try game fuel you can go over to gamefuel.com slash travis and when you do please use code travis at checkout so that you can save on your order uh they were also talking to them about uh this year this is the part of the year where we uh we get to talk to all of our partners again about you know the coming year and uh it would be swell if all of you who are interested, maybe you've, you haven't tried it yet. Maybe this is the moment where you just decide, ah, screw it, I'm gonna get a, a variety pack and give it a try. Uh, you can do so at gamefield.com slash Travis, use code Travis at checkout and uh, and help support the show that way. We love Gamefield, thank you to them for supporting the show. It's coming up on a year now, I think in a month or so that they'll have been part of this, so really appreciate it. Uh, thank you again to Gamefield for sponsoring, and check out the link in the description if you're watching on YouTube. All right, off to get our last caller. Mark goes. Thank you to all the dog and nineteen nineteen ninety seven 
Raging Pianist sent some bits, and so did Boom Shakalanka. Thank you, folks. We got some amazing names out there. Yeah. Haxi is here. Haxi, where are you calling from? I'm calling from Santa Barbara, California. Santa Barbara, not too far away. One of, I believe, Mark's favorite areas to go escape to. Okay, yeah. okay, yeah, it's only like an hour and a half north. Mark, you've gone to Santa Barbara, haven't you? Yeah, once with my family. Yeah. I like Santa Inez. Mark is a huge Santa Barbara stan, and uh, he can't get him away from that I place. I found it quite boring. Every chance he has to go to Santa Barbara, he's he's like, I want to go to the wineries, UCSB. Haxi, what do you want to talk about on the show? It's a it's a it's a nice quiet town. Uh, yeah, my take is that CLG is going to make worlds this summer and and at least get to quarters with their rookies. Uh, I think that playing on stage all year, as I mean, as long as we get to stay in person, is going to be really great for them. Uh, and they have a roster with four very young talents that have been playing since just about 2018 for each of them. And I think Contracts is a perfect uh, veteran to keep that team together and uh, kind of guide them, guide them on their path to victory. I, I here I have a question, Mark and Raz. I, I, I was talking to somebody today where I feel like, or I was about, I was talking about how I feel like TSM fans are so capable of seeing glass half full that like, even if you had like a couple of drops of water in a glass, they'd be like, yeah, that glass is half full. Um, and so I was like, you know, they're just always able to convince themselves that like myth leaving is actually a good thing. Cause like, it'll help the content team figure out their priorities or whatever. It's okay that like they're doing whatever CLG fans might be even more optimistic. I feel like than TSM fans, they might always be able they to convince be themselves in a drought in the desert dying of thirst. And they'll see some rippling heat in the distance and be like, God damn. Last half full right there. Yeah, and they always come in. They always show up on the show. I'm actually, um, last is overloading. What was your name, by the way? I, I'm sorry. Haxi. Haxi. I'm actually Haxi. a pretty diehard C9 fan. Uh, I just had to suffer through watching uh, CLG get 10th place last season, and, and it, <laughs> it, it, it really made me unhappy, and I, I do believe in this new roster. Okay, but why... Okay, if you're... Especially if you're a C9 fan, like... What... I... I... I'm just so curious what you think the fucking optim like you saw them get 10th place. They're now there's, this is a, by no means a super team. The smartest back office in esports join them. <laughs> so I, I, old reference. I think, I think that, I mean, I mean, look, Jenkins, Poom, uh, Luger and Palafox have all been, have all been playing amateur or pro since 2018. I think Luger's amazing, and him and Poom are are, are gonna are gonna click great, and they were clicking great on on Hundred Thieves Academy or Next or whatever that is. Uh, I mean, Poom's only been playing League of Legends for like three years. He went pro after playing for like seven months. That guy has an insanely high skill ceiling, and a and a clear strong ability to improve. Uh, I think Jenkins played quite well for Team Liquid. I, I know they had a, he had a pretty strong team around him, but for the circumstances he was in and, and what seemed like uh, a pretty bad circumstance with Jat and stuff, uh, I think he did a pretty darn good job, especially with Alfari breathing down his neck. And I, I, I really think, especially last year, we saw how, how good contracts can be in the jungle, even though he has been around for you know five years. And I think he's going to be just a really great veteran for that team. But what is it, uh, how does any of this mean Worlds? Like, so, I'm, not, yeah, exactly. I'm not trying to be a dick. It's just like, good. You just described a team that will probably, you know, beat expectations. But like, I don't know why you think, 
that like Jenkins is going to crush it so much in the top line. Like who's going to hard carry these guys against the other really great players that have joined the league? I mean, I think they're going to pretty easily be able to play around bot. Uh, I, I think that's going to be a, a very strong area for them. And I also think just a lot of the other teams in the league, especially teams like Team Liquid, will, are just going to kind of have an ego boom this year and 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 really fall off, okay. especially around uh, summer. I mean, so, I, this is this. It's kind of funny to go back. Sorry, Raz. My one quick thing I'll say is, you're. It's, it's funny because I feel like this is the opposite direction for me than the first caller on the show. Because the first caller on the show was saying that TL would not make worlds and would have a terrible year. And I was like, yeah, but there's so much variance in the top five that like, there's a good chance that they go. This is kind of the other, like I'm on the other side of this now where it's like, there's so much variance in the top five that like, it's hard for me to imagine a team like CLG stealing a spot, right? Like you have to really guess that like three of those top teams are going to fucking boom hard to like, lose to a team of relative rookies and still kind a of team of bunch of fucking nobodies is what Travis I mean, wants kind to of say. yeah like but like I I'm not trying to be mean to those players but like they're other than contracts like they all have to start building their stories in some sense like I I that's why I just have a hard time with this because if I was like yeah you know like it really is like a two-team league and then everybody else is like not looking interesting then I would be worried about that, but like, or I would think maybe CLG could do it, but like in a, in a year where we have like at least five teams that look really competitive, I just, it's hard for me to understand where the CLG faith is coming in. Raz, sorry. I know I cut I, you off a ton. Um, so yeah, I mean, I think the, 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 the positivity from it is great. Like I also think that CLG got stronger as a team. Um, they'll literally play better than the previous roster. And on top of that, just have you know a pretty bright future on them i, I share the sentiment on um luger i think i remember when in, in off season i was actually doing a ranking of just like the 80 carries i had hansama fbi berserker um danny tactical and then i had luger because i just think that 80 carry is a pretty competitive um pool in in the lcs that being said luger can easily kind of change that expectation and just be a top 5 80 carry and that will be clg's ticket um like very clearly because he's just a really fucking good player like i i know you've likely watched academy correct because like that's a lot of his games are just insane from there so um that being said just talking about the pool of players i just think alongside clg a lot of like i thought golden guardians got better and they're a team that were just and i actually have them better than clg right now i have imt saying that the, i would say they improved it is a bit of a side grade losing Giotto's damaging um, but I think being able to add a uh, power of evil into the mid lane is a big plus. Um, and then yeah, C9, TSM, like Team Liquid, Hundred Thieves, EG, like all these teams for sure should be over them. But so I easily I think they're not going to make worlds, but they're a team that will perf that will challenge the top teams and still lose. But they'll be yeah. Go on. I, I just see a lot of parallels to uh, what was it, 2020 Golden Guardians. Mm -hmm. They're they're playing around a really strong bot, and and have a good core of rookies. And I, I I think I mean what Golden Guardians was if they didn't have to bo5 TSM a second time, they probably would have made Worlds, right? Well, they would have had to beat C9 after that too. 
They, yeah, they, they had the ability to knock TSM out, but I don't think that they were... They, they were two best of fives away from, yeah. from Worlds qualification. Um, on this point, I feel like... I'm with Cubby in, in chat. I'm hot on Luger. I'll, I'll, I'd say Gun to My Head ends up top five in the league, but mm-hmm. I, I still think top five in the league is not like great now we have our powerpoint that we play around all the time like fbi is like number one in the league you know or like at worst number two you know with hansama coming in maybe but yeah. like like that's that's what he's competing with and i think um mid for palafox isn't too dangerous uh top lane kind of is though like someday summit impact whippo whippo huni are like just good players and they're always going to be good players and then you still have to be better than like the licorice's kumo revenge fake god like jenkins is probably in that category and in that conversation i think i think he won't i don't think he'll be the worst top in the league or anything but mm-hmm. um you know like you don't really outclass anyone in any position whereas at least like a lot of the other teams have a couple people that they can point to as competing for best in their role when they're playing well yeah uh, Alice in the chat says, I think it's fair to assume one of TSMC 900T EG explodes, so I think it's not too unrealistic. If you're assuming one of those four implode, then that means that the other three that you just listed are going to Worlds. That's part of my point. Is but they like, didn't even include TL in there either. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Did not include TL. So that's kind of the point is like there are five teams that could be really good. Some of them could be not great. But, like, when you have such a strong top five, like, it's really hard, I feel like, for another team to, like, sneak in. Um, and it's especially really hard for them to sneak into the, the top three. So, uh, all right. Uh, anyway, I think that that might be it. But I, I, we always get the fucking CLG. I know you're not a CLG what? fan. <laughs> one, one more question oh, for sure. Raz before we start wrapping up the show. Oh, snap. Of those, of those teams... Who booms? Because I agree with the call, uh, the the person in Twitch who did say that that like someone's gonna boom between TSM, C9, Hundred T, EG, and TL. Who who booms? Oh my god! Uh, are we talking about end of spring, end of summer? Oh god, this is tough. Probably. Um, let's let's say end end of summer because some of these teams are a little bit more developmental. Like which one just doesn't work? You know, like one of these in paper made some sense, but when you put it on the field, doesn't work. Maybe C9, because I think it's between I think it's between C9 or TSM teams that have like very high aspirations, but are definitely going to have very like large difficulties in communicating with each other. Um, and I think that C9 is in a perfect position of like, hey, people are in a new position like Fudge, and you There's have a, pull a up new in chat. support. So you have you have a new support, you have a new uh, or, or like someone who's learning mid, and you have like high, high, high expectations. And when it fails, when I mean like when I say fails, like you don't win spring and you like maybe get third or, or fourth and you you have chance to build on that. Yeah. But if you don't have an ability to communicate with each other on these issues, like I think a team I think a team needs to be able to communicate with each other and give feedback to each other and like have that closeness. You don't have to be friends, but you have to be open to each other. And if you're not able to be open to each other and like language is a big issue where you need someone else in the room to get through that, then Frustrations will boil over. People will play worse because they have to take someone else's position. Like, or when I say positions, like someone's job in the game. Like, oh, whose job is it to turn, right? Or, or say, you know, we need to turn here. And if you don't have that trust, you're going to have to speak about that. And I think 
like having different languages on a team as great as it is to watch is very very volatile um when things don't go the way you want it to go so it's either c9 or tsm i'd probably say c9 it's like you know of the teams that we have the I, the poll and chat 40 percent c9 37 percent tsm 16 percent 100t 3 percent tl 3 percent eg i'm very I'm confused as to why eg is so low on this i was about to say the same thing I'm like, okay. And why is I'm 100T so high? I would definitely swap EG and 100T. Like, right, yeah. I, I mean, keeping... like C9 and TSM leading it, I get for sure. There's a lot of problems potentially with these teams that could crop up. 100 Thieves feels like a slam dunk. Like, they can't be terrible. They can't blow up. They won summer. Like, and it's, it's the same lineup. Yeah. EG, I mean, I wouldn't have picked them. And I guess there's just a lot of EG fans. Yeah, Empire called out the fans. The fans know and are based. I think it's that there's too many EG fans and NA homers in this chat. JoJo Pune's going to get taken to task by Kedwo. Danny's going to have a sophomore slump. EG is dropping out. Of the there LCS, go. they're going to get relegated? <laughs> it's going to be so I mean, bad. Out of, out of the top five. Out of the top five. <laughs> Uh, we're bringing back relegation because we were so disappointed in EG. He's going to hate America. He's going to hate it here. He's going to hate LA. Yeah, there's actually says, Mark, too many. Careful, EG's in here. And uh, why do you guys <laughs> think Mark is saying this stuff? It's because he knows that EG is in here. Ah, uh, true. He's trying to rile him up. I yeah, I think it's just because people don't think about EG. <laughs> like, that, I mean, maybe that's the bigger insult than what Mark is saying. But I feel like <laughs> nobody cl clicked EG because they were just not even considering them. I think and their roster or whatever. I think you have uh, inspired and in Vulcan who know what the fuck they're doing. <laughs> Impact exactly the same. I think the only like asterisk is probably going to be on Jojo Pion, who's going to struggle early, uh, who's a risk taker, but you know, is, you know, can be on the bad side of those risks. And that's not really going to be blowing up. I think they have too many good things going for that team. Um, and they can easily swap out, you know, someone new. Let's say if a Jensen's like, hey, guys, what's up? <laughs> <laughs> so, I don't think that's necessarily blowing up, but I think, like, they're not too concerned with it. I think I, uh, the thing that I like about okay. EG and why I wouldn't actually pick them compared to Cloud9 or TSM is that the, the veterans that are supposed to be the stable part of the roster are pretty stable. Like, Impact, Inspired, and Vulcan are just... You're talking about these like risk taker type players. I, I don't think they're that crazy, you know? Mm -hmm. Um, whereas like Fudge is role swapping, Blabber can can have boom moments as much as I love Blabber, but like in TSM, Huni and Tactical can both like run it sometimes themselves, you know, like also while you're mental. You were in yeah. the split mark where uh Fabivin was in and fucking despised everything about <laughs> solo queue. Who's to say summit or winsome coming in would be like what the hell is this garbage, right? <laughs> yeah. So many yeah. things could happen where people can mental boom. Yeah, I, I feel like EG just has a little bit more stability in their in their veterans than some of the, the, the top two, which is, I think, why those were the top two in, in C9 and TSM. Yeah, I, uh, I agree with it being either C9 or TSM, and I honestly, I can't pick between the two. It's actually really difficult because uh, both of them, I think, have... I think C9 probably has the higher ceiling, but... I think both of them have the opportunity to like look pretty good and be competitive. I guess maybe. God, it's so fucking hard between the two because you look at I'm C9 and you're like, 
What's I'm that? a little concerned with TSM just because TSM, when it comes down to when it gets closer to playoffs or something, they put in a ton of like a shit ton of pressure. I know TSM fans put pressure on the players, but like we're talking about, all right, guys, nonstop scrims and, and general pressure that comes in the environment. I mean, that was a drama point for a little bit, but I think that's one thing to be concerned about. Uh, but I mean, uh, but we'll the, well, the reason, so I agree, I agree with that. I also just feel like it's like maybe these players are all just like kind of thrown together and it's not going to work too well. Mm-hmm. Um, I, on the C9 side, I respectfully feel like you, I wouldn't be surprised if at one point in time they pick up what was it TBS or whatever TNT, like the, we know drama line mm-hmm. uh, from back of the day, like cloud died. We know drama. Like there's a lot of big personalities there. Uh, I'm hoping for the best, but if you told me they all start eating each other, I would uh, not be surprised. So uh, we will see. Uh, but I know there's probably some C9 fans that will take offense to that. So who knows? Um, all Real right. quick, if I, if I can just comment on that TSM roster. I yeah. Personally, I think I think that's going to be the one uh, to boom this year. I, I just feel like TSM actually didn't put that much thought into their mm-hmm. roster. Uh, in the sense that they released that video saying they were going to go developmental this year. And then uh, personally, my belief is that they had investors breathing down their neck, uh, i.e. their uh, whatever the crypto sponsor is saying, no, you you, you got to go all FTX, out. FTX, baby. Yeah, FTX. And, and and they had to make this emergency decision to... I mean, I don't go, look at this roster this and think Chinese team. this was them going all in, to be clear. Like, there were a lot of players that they probably could have got, like... If no, they no, had no, FTX not. breathing down their neck, I feel like they could have done, pulled another sword art rather than getting two players that people are not very familiar with. Not completely all in, but it's definitely not the developmental route, in my opinion. I think it yeah. is. I think it I, is. I, I do. I, I think, you know, Kai Duo literally coming in from the the LDL from China and not having much competitive experience at all. Like, if he actually, you know, learns from the coaching staff and uh, getting reps in, he could be a long-time TSMer, and I think that's kind of the gambit. Is that because he is good mechanically? He is strong mechanically. I have him right now listed as like my top five. Probably I have my fourth, like Abadaga, Bjergsen, Power of Evil, and then I have Kai Duo. And depending on how Fudge and Blaze Olive goes, that's where I'd place him. Obviously, that's all speculation, but like he farms really well. He's really flexible in what he can play. Sure, his team was tragic. It was pretty shit, but like. I think he was always a shining light. So I think developmental kind of just means this person can actually grow and they're putting in a lot of like eggs into that basket and he can probably be there for a long time. Pretty, pretty much like Bjergsen when he first came out, but Bjergsen probably had a, a shit ton more hype than <laughs> and actually was playing in uh, the European Premier League before, uh, before uh, going into the LCS, but still, I would say this is developmental. Cool. Thank you, caller. Uh, anything you want to shout out, Hexy? Uh, yeah, definitely shout out Game Fuel. Uh, but I wish they sold it more in Santa Barbara. I've gone to every store, I feel like. Gamefuel.com slash Travis. Sounds good. And then uh, shout out San Francisco 49ers. We're going to the playoffs. We're going to the Super Bowl. Jimmy G's the GOAT. What has happened? We have more fucking traditional sports shout outs than we've <laughs> ever had on this show. I'm very confused. Anyway, thank you, Haxi, for the call, and we'll catch you next time. Thank you. Is it just because this is the time uh, of, it's like, football winding down? the last down? week of the regular season, I think. Gotcha. Isn't there a week okay. 18? I don't know. I'm literally just cheating by looking on Google, so, like... I thought everyone had played 16 games. <laughs>
I thought you I think they, they added not an extra play, week. They play more than 16 games these days. I think they added an extra week. There's now a week 18 last I checked. Yeah, week 18. Oh. See, God damn. They added that in. I remember hearing that in the news. Whoa. So, it's crazy, right? Whatever. It's insane. What the hell? Uh, thank you to Duke by Fall, Crouton, uh, Taco Bowl for 40 months, John G365, The Real Divert, and Full Energy. Thank you, everybody, for your subs. All right, that's the show. Raz, what do you want to shout out? What do you want to plug? Shout out the LCS that's starting you know, a week from now. I think it's on the 14th of January. 13th? 14th? Which one? 14th. It's yeah. perfect. 14th. I had it. You know, always be confident in the initial one, in the first take. Anyways, watch that shit. Same with LPL that's starting. And uh, the 10th, surprisingly enough, that's what I saw from League, from, uh, Leaguepedia. So that one's going to be starting out pretty really early. Yeah, January the 10th. So a lot of League of Legends stuff is happening. And then also follow me on Twitter, Raz uh, LCS. Perfect. Marcus? Uh, also Mark, Twitter, the Mark Z. Also Twitch, the Mark Z. I've been grinding a lot of Genshin. I need a 36 star that shit before the LCS season starts up. I'm on 35. Got my cheeks clapped a bunch today. We'll try again. <laughs> Tomorrow, probably, either before or after resin refresh. Um, but other than that, uh, not too much. Uh, I put out a YouTube video. It was a video essay. I hope you guys liked it, and I hope you like my Dorito bag. That was. Lovely. I do not. Yeah, go. Mark is grinding it right now. By the way, he's a, a big grinder. Uh, go check out his stuff because uh, he's actually been putting out more content than ever. Yeah, and um, I'll be doing I'll be doing streams of lol. Someone in the chat said I like lol research streams. I'll be doing a lot of vod review type things this yeah. year too. Mark is streaming a lot. I'm a little intimidated, quite honestly. Um, uh, shout out to Mark already did, but uh, uh, Resin Refresh and the TGI Genshin channel. If you like Atlas, we posted recently. Mark did a full account showcase of his account which i believe has probably spent tens of thousands of dollars because he's got insane stuff so it's pretty fun mark and, and atlas hanging out and talking about stuff uh i also did my account showcase so that you can watch atlas's first and then make sure that mine feels like i haven't spent that much money but it's kind of a cool thing we have this tgi genshin youtube channel and we need some subscribers go check it out please we're trying to get 2k subscribers i'm uh we need we need to get it going and shout out to Raz, with whom I will be going on an enchanted forest trip on Wednesday night. Very, uh, very couply. And uh, we'll take photos and share on social media for all of you guys to enjoy. I'm trying to think if there's anything else. I think that's it. A relationship will blossom that night. Thank God. All right. That sounds like <laughs> one of the visual novel writing things from the Spirit Blossoms event. Yeah. Oh God, you're right. Uh, uh, this has been Hotline League episode two hundred two. <laughs>